0: Thanks for listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. If you want to support this podcast directly, you can go to anchor.fm slash SNTR Presents to support it with a paid membership. You can do the same thing on my main channel at sntrlive.com, where all the videos get posted. As always, enjoy the episode hey thanks for clicking on the video if you're looking for my talk about halo infinite e3 gameplay is looking weak we'll be talking about that later in the stream the video you've clicked on is about four hours long use the timestamps below if you'd like to get there we are going to be breaking down my rundown about it we'll be doing a poll as well and we have brought back q a so make sure you're not missing the live streams that way you're here for everything let's do a little recap though of everything we did yesterday just in case uh, you missed it we do uh, most of the time this channel is getting hit with three videos a day we have the morning stream that goes live around 8 30 a.m eastern and then the afternoon gameplay session usually is around 12:30. we are trying to bring gameplay back to the channel and we are combing through some indie titles because i'm getting some codes for them but we've got bigger titles on the horizon with games like ratchet and clank rift apart Uh, as well as others. So every night, though, you can see there, I did a 60-second video. This could be embarrassing for Halo Infinite. Uh, I did change the title, not necessarily because I'm getting criticism about clickbait. I just thought maybe it would do a little bit better if I upped the ante. I think maybe people are uh, getting a little... It might be getting a little long in the tooth with the generic titles, but I just want to make sure and respond to the people who are saying, like, I'm being reduced to clickbait or all I'm doing is you know, clickbait and sensational content or whatever. I, you might as well just admit you've not been watching the channel. If you're saying that, you probably live on Twitter because you're miserable, but every single day I'm doing multiple streams, multiple gaming topics. Just stroll through the, the, the last couple of streams and videos I've done. If the 60 second videos in the evening trigger you because they're more vague and just kind of fun with a goofy thumbnail, then grow the frick up and maybe find another channel to support. They're literally just a fun video I do in the evening. There's nothing worse than spending, I don't know, three or four hours every evening to ensure we have gameplay, we have lots of variety gaming news coverage. I'm doing that every evening and then streaming for six or seven hours a day. So if you want to reduce me to clickbait because of 60 second videos in the evening, you are free to never come back to my channel. You won't be missed. Now, beyond that, we did do gameplay in the afternoon and it's the full game. the, The Mighty Goose game. We played through the whole thing. So we got a code for it. We appreciate that. That actually gives me credit for covering it on a channel uh, where we get those codes for those games. It was actually pretty cool if you're a fan of like Metal Slug games, more classic platformers. If you were looking at Mighty Goose and considering it for two player, I would recommend maybe Passing if that's all you are looking for. If you're looking for a good single player game, it's awesome and it has good replay value. We did beat it in one sitting, but you can go back through and do all these challenges and it gets quite a bit harder. uh, And that is something that you can take advantage of if you do enjoy that game enough. And that that play session should be plenty of gameplay to show you the basics and whether or not you'd want to check it out. Only minor criticism I have for the game is it is really hard sometimes to know where damage is coming from. They do a lot of flashing and animations. I would recommend turning off screen shake, uh, turning off the screen flashes, and then turning on auto fire because if not, you're pressing the button for every shot, which is such a weird decision to make for a game that is very much like a metal slug bullet hell. Uh, so we played that. Now in the morning, we covered the fact that Horizon Forbidden West is nearly done and that's not all we covered that was our main topic we sort of combed through the fact that they are moving on to other elements of the game's development the final cinematics and some other things as well with respect to the uh the you know the the testing the the basic bulk of the game is done so we covered that now we also covered some other gaming news Yesterday, the Witcher 4 potential release window has now been sort of deduced by somebody uh, based on an earnings call with CD Projekt Red. It was an investor's call, and uh, they outlined that they will begin production and development of another game, another big title in 2022 and based on the development window for witcher 3 folks are making predictions about the witcher 4 and we covered that battlefield 6 is having a lot of leaks their event is tomorrow we are going to try and cover that their big reveal is happening wednesday the 9th 6-9 nice date uh we'll be we'll be checking that out and the apparent the apparent title of that game has been revealed as well uh, as the time frame ...for where it went end up. So if you missed that segment, and we also covered the Ratchet and Clank Day 1 patch, and the fact that they have officially announced that there's two performance modes for that game. One prioritizes just frame rate at the cost of resolution. The other prioritizes frame rate and ray tracing at the cost of resolution. So... Every day, whenever we're done with sort of the main topic, we shift over into micro-gaming news. We've been doing it that way for a while. Uh, Somebody said yesterday we've been making too many changes. We've actually had a very similar format for a couple of weeks now. We start the day on the main topic, and then in the afternoon it's like, hey, here's a bunch of gaming news in case you missed it. The only thing we've added now to the second half of the show is Q&A. So you want to make sure you're here for the second half of the live show every day. If you're a paying member, let us know what you think about those member-only posts that we send during the second half of the show to remind you, hey, Q&A is starting. The new layout for Q&A is really, really nice. It looks really great on screen. We really think that's something unique that we used to do, and it's time to bring it back because... People looking for live streams on YouTube. We want to offer them some of our best, you know, some of our best content that we've ever made. And the live discussions in the morning have been awesome. We've had really great debates about Sony, and I'm sure we'll get into some debates this morning about Halo. But the reason that we wanted to bring back QA is it went away around the time where we were trying to record those sessions. We're no longer recording those. We're taking the entire stream and uploading that audio. So Q&A will still be contained inside of that episode. But I don't have to worry about days where we get 20 questions versus days where we only get three. That doesn't matter anymore because it's just something fun we do in the second half of the show. It gives you an opportunity to to ask me questions so the front half of the show i want to hear from you we've got a poll we've got a debate we've got a live chat and the second half of the stream is your opportunity to hear from me if you have a specific question about any of the topics uh because every day we're covering a lot of different gaming news topics and that's a great way to get guaranteed interaction with me as long as you are a paying member we don't do a lot of member only things but that is one thing that we decided to bring back and it was members only when we originally started doing it on YouTube. It just protects the spreadsheet, okay? The chat is also subscriber only. That doesn't cost anything, but that prevents us from getting hit with, that we were getting hit with spam bots, asking for raids and other things that can happen. Uh, When someone clicks subscribe, They can start talking in the chat one minute later we think that's fair it's not that long of a wait time and we do think that if you're going to want to hang out here and be a part of the conversation we're not going to let people just drive by you need to be a subscriber now on the docket for today obviously halo infinite e3 you know looks weak I'm not just attacking halo okay the the language they're using in some of the things that they're talking about and what we're hearing that they're planning on showing is furthering my concern for that title i'm not a hater i actually liked halo 5 more than the halo fanboys uh they you know that one got a little ripped apart by the people that were long-standing fans i actually thought it wasn't that bad but again most of the criticisms were you know made by long-standing fans of the halo Franchise, So uh, just wait and let me get through some of the commentary that they made, and you might understand why I'm saying. Looks like they're going to have another week showing at E3, uh, but but they're gambling on something that could pay off big, so just make sure and wait for that conversation. As far as the micro topics go, the shorter gaming news segments we'll be doing in the second half of the show. Uh, Division Battle Cat has leaked, apparently a game that's going to be mixing Division, Splinter Cell, and Ghost Recon. You're going to want to be here for that one. Uh, This sounds kind of wild. And they've already filed DMCA on the images, so they've already been taken down. So this one seems to be valid, or there wouldn't be DMCA takedowns. The Prince of Persia remake has already been announced to be delayed into 2022, but they're skipping the Ubisoft forward event and we're going to talk about what that means for that title and why would they be skipping the ub forward event we're going to have that for you assassin's creed valhalla dlc that info has leaked that dlc is due out in november and we have the details of what it's going to be looking like and shaping up to be if you've been enjoying valhalla or even the recent dlc You're gonna wanna make sure you're here for that one. Now, there are a variety of ways to support the stream. I'm wearing a pretty cool Venom shirt today. It's a giant print. This is a really soft print. I always like when they do a large print on a shirt and it doesn't feel like I'm wearing armor. This is from 80's Tees. So be sure to use the shirt command. Anytime you're wanting to get a shirt from 80's Tees, be sure to use code LONO. Let your friends know, great collection there. If you haven't gotten Dad a Father's Day gift, snag one. I got a great Father's Day collection over there, and the 30% off with my code is really helpful. Also, send your friends to RagelessRoast.com if you've enjoyed the Rageless Roast. We're down to the final, like, about 100 bags. Light Roast has been re-upped and should be, you know, restocked at our house shortly. Dark Roast is in process. The labels have finished, and we are waiting for the next steps, which is for the beans to be roasted and bagged, Uh, and so you'll be able to get that as well. So, re-up if you need to re-up, and then anytime you've shown it to your friends or they ask about it, it's one of the most drinkable coffees I think I've ever had. Send them uh send them over to uh also if you want to hang out in our discord be sure to hang out in there you don't have to be a paying member but you can use the discord command it's a great place to hang out if you are a paying member there's places to share images there's places to connect with folks who play outriders no man's sky elder scroll online We've got a variety of ways for you to connect in there if you are a paying member. There's also an audio version of me talking every day. I'm in a voice chat while I do the show if you prefer that as a way to engage. You can use the tip command. That allows you to tip directly through the SNTR network or you can tip through Super Chat. Throw me a follow on Twitter if you still use that platform. We have updated the merch. There's some shirts and some mugs in there now. The poll command will obviously pull up the poll if we're doing it. If you're here listening, lurking, chatting uh leaving comments in in the chat or taking the poll that helps the video get recommended on youtube all that engagement is helpful Uh, and then obviously the copy command and the join command now more than ever is a great time to join the channel with the paid membership we have five tiers $5 a month is where it starts. That does allow you to take advantage of the Q&A in the afternoon. That also ensures you'll get notified when Q&A starts with that members-only post and then the increased access in the Discord as well. We're wanting to think through more ways to give members more stuff but we don't want to take away from how much we do for free because we do very much value the free lurking and listening support that is the lifeblood of a channel so we definitely want to be careful with that as we continue to ask you guys to consider clicking the join button. So right now, I recorded this this morning. I'm probably upstairs getting my Rage roast, or I'm right now sitting in the chair getting ready to hop on the mic with you guys. Get the chat going, smash those likes, get the first hundred likes and I'll see you in just a moment. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you guys for a great, great and strong start. Y'all are the absolute best. Smashing the likes, getting the chat going. We are we are going to have to wait on uh on QA. we I'm not I'm not gonna be able to let people Front load—that is not going to work. I think I I would be concerned that that would cause uh, just a massive backlog of questions if folks could submit them, uh, you know, hours in advance. So I'm going to disable the Q and A command. I should be able to submit one. I just want to make sure. Yes, the form is still working. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys for being here and being awesome. I hope you're having a great start to your day. I, oh, there we go. I didn't have my camera on. I uh, recorded that this morning and I did, um, I did respond, you know, I think fairly and strongly. To the people that continue to give me grief about the videos in the evening, I've had people say I'm being reduced to clickbait. I've had people tell me that, you know, <clears throat> th- that's all I do now is clickbait and sensational content. And I was like, there's there's nothing worse. I, I-, I spend a, dis- a disproportionate amount of time in the evenings. I spend so much time in the evenings, um preparing for the next day that we're, we're trying to actually figure that part out. Uh, I'm, I'm doing too much. And it is, um, it is something that we're trying to work on because I'm working way too much in the evenings to prepare for the next day. And there's nothing worse than spending your entire evening preparing for the next day and having people summarize all of your content because of... I, they're just goofy 60-second videos. Like, that's all they're meant to be. Um... That's a shame. It's pretty late. I won't be able to ask my question in a couple hours. I mean, Vasilios, the only thing I would I would consider because I, I I hear your feedback on it. You can't be here for Q and A. Um, the only thing I would consider is like maybe I could limit people to one. But I just don't think Q and A is going to be good if two hours from now I'm answering questions for people that aren't even here anymore and i get that you go back and watch the past broadcast let me think about that before i make a decision right now i think the dilemma would be it's meant to be a um it's it's meant to be a live streaming thing that we do um And I would worry that that would really take away from that live-streaming value if when someone shows up halfway through the stream for Q&A, they've got 10 questions in front of theirs that got submitted in the early morning. Um... And exactly what Quad is saying. It's also possible that your question's gonna get answered in the stream when we start covering all the gaming news topics and we start looking at the various articles. So... I think it makes the most sense to be like, all right, guys, I'm opening Q&A right now. Make sure, you know, you're here. One of the things that we really want to do is breathe life into the second half of the show because the front half of the show has been awesome and then we get to the second half and it's kind of like, it's just Lono recording a couple videos and then that's kind of it. And I was like, well, if we bring back Q&A, that that could be a way to kind of rejuvenate life, you know, in activity. Um, So i figure uh for those who don't like the short videos and don't watch them or just uh or just launch them hit like and move on it helps the channel it's not a make or break thing i don't understand why people i guess they think that's all i'm doing like i guess they think that like i'm i'm only uploading 60 second videos um and that's all that matters what's good feed i see you in the chat um I'll be honest, if I see anything clickbaity, I just don't bother clicking. It's not a Lono thing more in general. I, I, listen, it's probably, I probably overstayed my welcome with the very generic titles, like, this could be embarrassing, or I might regret this. Like, they're not, they're not, they're not performing as strongly as they were a week ago, right? And so, I, I get it, I get it. It might be getting a little long in the tooth. People are like, come on, Lono, what the frick is this? They're just meant to be funny little videos. I make the thumbnails about as cheesy as I can. I'm just goofing around. It's a fun little video to be like, here's what we're talking about tomorrow. I'll try a couple other things. I'll try experimenting. I'm just not gonna listen to people who think it's criticism. He's like, well, I guess he can't take criticism. I'm like, it wasn't criticism. You're just insulting me. It's like, I've been breaking my back to put on a very good, polished, information full value laden live stream every day like I've been trying to rebuild my business for 11 months and you want to get up my nose about a 60 second video like don't click on it like quit being like quit being a punk basically why are you acting like a punk you know what I mean like grow the frick up you know don't click on it then it's like every day that's what killed me too it's like he followed me on twitter and still followed me and it's like I don't understand dude Every morning I upload a video. It's about forty-five seconds. It's like, hey, we're live on YouTube right now. Here's all the things that we're covering. Make sure you're here. It's like that gives you a clear indication whether or not you're going to be interested in my live stream that day. Like, what, what's what, what is really up your rear end about this? You know what I mean? I always read them as tongue-in-cheek because I've watched you for so long. No way you would actually lean into that. It makes me laugh. Uh, maybe short vids where you, uh, you try a little task or game. Uh, if I throw a pin... Oh, I don't want to do stuff like that. Oh, the, the only thing is, the short video is designed to be kind of goofy, kind of funny, like, haha! here's what we're talking about tomorrow. I can't literally make every short the same thing. Here's what's coming up for tomorrow, if that's the title and thumbnail. Like, that's not gonna work. That, that, that people would eventually ignore it. They'd be like, oh, it's just another, you know, what's going on tomorrow video. So I I don't know. My daily streams, we spend an inordinate amount of time on, like, I research the the topics, the keywords. I try to find articles that I believe have been vetted and are, are trustworthy. I work on the thumbnails. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dude, you clearly aren't watching my channel. I'm busting my hump to make sure that you get a good show every single day right and and you got a bee and you got a buzzing bee up your rear end cuz i upload a 60 second video in the evening like whatever <laughs> hopefully i haven't get involved in q and a when daylight saving hits at least again vasilios i want to think about it i know you've you've been around you support you leave comments you've been encouraging you've been awesome like i i, I get that i i don't want to take q and a from somebody but at the same time it's it's just it's meant to be a live stream feature and it's not going to be a live stream feature if i'm hacking through 10 questions in the morning that have already been discussed it's already been chopped up you know not only that it's okay if somebody shows up for the second half of the show and they ask a question that we've already kind of addressed at least they're there for it. And I can be like, oh, we already addressed this. Let me give you a quick summary of what we said this morning. That's a good value to that person. It's not a value to be like, oh, yay, Q&A's starting. And then Lono's answering, you know, five or six questions first that were submitted two hours ago. So we, we've got to, I think we just have to be firm on it. And I know it's a bummer for people whose schedules don't line up. But I got to consider the live audience and what I'm trying to give them. I got to try to give them, like, the greatest show I can. Ask your question now in chat. That is true. You could just ask it in chat again, Vasilios, and I would be obviously happy to answer you. Like, it gets the conversation going, you know what I'm saying? Good morning, Torchwood. You'll have the old problem with Q&A. How many questions would you have to skip over? Right, I think we're trying to create a moment in the show that people wanna be here for. That's the idea, like, at the half, at the halfway mark, I send a members-only post. Members, you're gonna have to let me know what you think about that. We don't wanna overwhelm people's notifications, but we also think that's a really effective way to tell you know 800 to 900 some odd people hey you're a member and q a just started you know come on and hang out it's a members only post that i'll do and it'll have the thumbnail it'll have the topic so you'll know what we're talking about that day so if you're not there for the front half that'll be a reminder hey second half of the show's starting you might want to be here you guys will have to let me know how that feels like is that too many notifications is it annoying because that'll be a daily basically a daily post and if that's too much, we'll, we'll we'll reconsider. But I think that's a really good way to get you guys here for the Q and A. All I was going to ask was, given the misrecep- mixed receptions for Halo releasing in the three four three era, how do you think another bumbled release would impact the future of the franchise? Is it dying? I don't even know who's in charge of the franchise that could take it away from three four three and hand it to somebody else. I honestly don't know. I don't even know what that would look like. Yo, what's good train? Um, I asked what you possibly think of Marty O'Donnell possibly retiring. It's not really a big deal. That's just going to have me talking about a company that I don't really feel like talking about. Like, Bungie, if, if Bungie is indeed abusing power and doing something to try to, you know, hurt Marty, I, I mean, if the shoe fits, that would be par for the course. Their corporate attorney stepped in and helped talk to somebody about a personal matter which is a gigantic conflict of interest and potential, that's a potential violation, like you're not allowed to they poked their nose in my situation, spoke out publicly, completely misrepresented me, one of the attorneys that represents them filed a false copyright claim on, a, on an upper echelon video like, if the shoe fits, you know what I'm saying? I don't have much else to say about that situation cause I don't know much, I don't if they are, if they are, if they're being corporate bullies and they're they're trying to tear Marty down, it honestly wouldn't surprise me with how they treated my situation. They completely overstepped. They were completely out of bounds, um, and 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 then and then they banned me from their game for no reason. So it's like if they're trying to do something to Marty, then it wouldn't surprise me. I'd be like, well, yeah, that sounds like that sounds like the company I know. You know, that sounds like the company that publicly admitted to taking part in blacklisting and private marking for exclusion and favor trading and you know i'm convinced i like i'm convinced that they called in the favor at purple i'm convinced they called in the favor to get my twitter verification taken away because now i'm stuck in limbo they allow you to apply for verification by the way i already had it once I already had it once, and now it tells you that you'll know within so many days. Mine's just sitting there saying that they're reviewing it. I guarantee you it'll sit like that for months. It'll sit like that for months. And It'll be like, do you, do you still want to say I'm paranoid and that someone didn't call in a favor to take away my verification badge because I was going to expose what they've done? Like, so if they're doing something to Marty, I'd be like, yeah, the shoe fits. You know, they're, they're corrupt. Like, they... They will abuse their power. There's a, there's a record of power abuse in how they handled my situation. Uh, you know, p- private blacklisting marking for exclusion, public defamation and lies, uh, false copyright claims filed on a video, uh, banning me from their game and not and not addressing why. Like, they never told me why. Like, they abuse their power. It's the kind of company that they are. I mean, it's not, I'm not surprised at all. You know now, now, and Marty doesn't exactly have the most like d- the greatest reputation with that company. Like he, you know, he obviously left in a huff, and if you read a lot of the articles about it, how he handled his exodus there. I mean, that, that, that it wouldn't surprise me if he's being melodramatic or trying to like get public sympathy, right? If if he indeed posted stuff that he had no business posting, then I mean that's on him, but. When I was reading his posts and reading the articles about it, I'm like, yeah, that sounds like the Bungee I know. Like I, you know, I have had I've had a lot of inter- interchanges with them and a lot of back and forth with them and you know, what they did last summer to me and what they did a couple of months ago, I, that's it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. It wouldn't. I would not be shocked in the least if we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. so that's the extent of what I want to say about that company because I don't like them I don't like them and I don't really have much to say so um, about them so whatever they're doing with Marty whatever they're doing with Marty O'Donnell I you know I, I if there's corruption and power abuse I hope it gets exposed I hope I hope the people that have done wrong get exposed that's all I've ever wanted so in this case too with him like if he if he's misleading the public then I hope that gets exposed like whatever the truth is those, you know that matters more to me than anything so I couldn't tell from the tweets the tweets ended up getting deleted so it's hard to know um, hey somebody already ordered some coffee this morning thank you so much for doing that two bags to cyber sword thank you very much cyber sword I appreciate it let's Let's steer back to the question that Vasilios asked about what exactly do I think would happen um, if the next Halo ends up getting bumbled. Like, what what would that do for 343? And at this point in time, I don't even know who could potentially take the... uh, Who could take the property of Halo and give it to somebody else. Like I don't even know who owns the property at this point. Um that would be the ultimate question. Is is there a, a a a parent company, right? Is there a parent company that owns Halo as intellectual property that could say you're no longer in charge of it? Is it still owned by Microsoft? I don't know how that breaks down. Um Finally got my coffee brewing now. Nice. Drinking my Rachel Slow showed up last night. Insanely fast turnaround time. No problem, Freebird. My wife and kiddos are really enjoying uh, making sure. Uh, It gets shipped out very quickly. That's something that we're going to try and stand apart from other companies. Some of those companies, you'll order coffee, and you'll get the email about the shipping, like, literally four or five days later, so... If it's still owned by Microsoft Studios... Then I don't know what Microsoft's gonna do. Microsoft has to be very, very unhappy about the situation. They cannot be happy. Okay, it was embarrassing. Now the reason I know folks are but gonna be, you know, I I don't know how many three four three, you know, you know, Halo like fanboys are gonna be coming in coming for my head today. Every time we talk about it, we we get a couple of them. People need to understand something. I would love. I would love for this franchise to do incredibly well, right? I like shooters. I do. Back in the day, I liked Halo enough. I wasn't a huge fan of Halo, but I liked it enough. Played it with my friends from time to time. It wasn't really my cup of tea. My background in shooters isn't something that feels geriatric. I feel like the game feels incredibly slow and sluggish. My background in shooters is Quake 2, Quake 3, and Unreal Tournament, and Halo always felt a little slow motion. So, like, I grew to like it because my friends liked it but I was never that big of a fan right good morning Dan um, good morning baguette so you know I- I- I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I've got some long-standing history with Halo and I love the franchise and I I, I absolutely love what they've you know what they've done and I don't have all these fond memories right I don't I have memories with my friends, but I don't have, like, gaming, oh my gosh, this game is so amazing memories with Halo. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm, like, in Halo's corner and I really hope it's amazing, but it's like, no. As a a content creator and a gamer, I'm kind of like, no, I actually kind of do hope it does well. I I do. I I hope that Halo, uh, I hope it does well. And the reason I'm concerned is because... They had an embarrassing showing an embarrassing showing and their response was to delay the game okay which that can be a good thing if you look at the Sonic movie situation, that's such an anomaly like the the, the, the feedback from fans was so negative. And look what that game did. let I me mean, look at that movie did I'm sorry. So with Halo, the delay could be one of those moments, right? The the the, the 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 it could be one of those moments for them to say, hey, like the the, the the what we put out there wasn't good enough, and we know we know from one of one of the leaks from a pub, from a past three four three employee, we know that the engine wasn't ready yet, so it kind of makes sense why the showing was very bland and not that exciting. It didn't look that impressive. Now. My concern sort of increased when they started blo- uh, blogging when they started blogging the, the way the way that they do the uh, like the, the, the daylight stuff right and the the night and the day timer and the textures and the weather and I was just like none of this is, is stuff that we need to hear right now, right? So if they if they if they were going I think to really re-earn the public's confidence and trust, I don't think it was by talking about like day night systems in the game. And and listen, I know people are referencing like, "Oh, they've posted some pictures that look really really cool," right? It, it, like they posted some pictures and the pictures look really really cool. Well, here's the thing. I can make pictures look amazing. I can give you a really good example from a recent game that I played and I actually enjoyed the game. Horizon Zero Dawn, if you look at the still images of the NPCs in Horizon Zero Dawn, they look great. And then when they animate in the actual game itself, they don't look so great, okay? So for me, that's one of the things where I'm like, if you're not showing gameplay, I really don't care. You can show me still images till the cows come home. Every game can show amazing still images. You you could go to the most garbage game in existence and probably put together really good images. Have you ever gone and checked out an apartment or a house? You're like, man, the images really just do not display the house as it exists. This room seems so much bigger because they took the camera, put it in the corner of the room, fisheye lens they made sure everything looked real polished and nice but on closer inspection the grout in the floor is dirty and this is dingy and blah 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 right once you go and see the house or the apartment you're like those pictures really tricked me i mean so i the still images i'm like okay so a really really long standing company can make impressive still images in a video game like okay cool yeah, the sky is blue too. Like, th- th- this is easy, right? This is easy for these companies to do. My concern increased again when I read an article that said they were not going to have mind blowing top tier visuals at the showing at E3. It's like they're already hedging. They're already letting people know, oh, well, now wait a minute, you've been showing us these images and I've been told by the fanboys that they're amazing and they look awesome. Well, now we're hearing that the graphics and what they end up showing, uh, do not expect mind-blowing or truly next-gen. Don't expect top-tier visuals. You start using language like that, people that are on the inside, people that are being like, yeah, you might wanna temper your expectations. That's concerning. That's concerning. It's like, wait, what? What do you mean? What? This was the number one of the number one criticisms of the gameplay that you showed last year was that it looked really bad. And then you're going to show again. And you're like, you got leaks coming out. People on the inside being like, don't expect it to be mind blowing or top tier even the guy that tried to change his story about Crunch, that that leaker, even that guy right even that guy was like it's not going to be a tectonic game it's not going to be era defining it's like oh, well okay <laughs> if that's the dialogue people that worked on the project are using if that's the dialogue that's getting leaked out to journalists I I don't know I don't know Now, here's the thing. Here's where their gamble could pay off. Apparently, according to these same leaks, according to these same leaks, they're planning on showing and focusing on multiplayer. Okay? They're planning on showing and playing multiplayer. That gamble could pay off. Multiplayer world is in flux right now. Valorant is exploding. A tactical shooter that's only available on PC is booming, right? Apex managed to land and successfully launch a Battle Royale with a saturated Battle Royale market. You got the the recent addition of an arena tactical shooter mode to uh, Apex Legends. So there's a possibility, there is a possibility that they... Are picking the right gamble. They're banking on the, the the Halo fans and the roots in esports that Halo has, and bringing it back. Now you gotta you gotta ask something though. Is what they're saying is what the leaks are saying about the potential multiplayer and what it focuses on. Is that what people are going to be looking for? See, the dilemma that Halo Infinite has is no matter what they launch. They gotta satisfy long-standing fans and also hope to get new fans to the franchise. You can't have it just one or the other. You can't only try and appeal to new fans. That will not work. Franchise has been out for too long. And you can't only appeal to your existing fans. That's not gonna work either. You gotta try to appeal to both. And the multiplayer details that I saw in the leaks, it's like they're trying to do both, and they could pay off. You put all your chips on red; that roulette table might land on red eleven, and you're like, "Oh man, here we go!" You know, the 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 challenge that they're facing though is multiplayer games. That market is so saturated so saturated apex was free apparently the multiplayer elements of halo infinite will be totally free you put that on game pass you you could have a full freaking funnel you could have a dynamite hit on your hands you never know you just don't as far as gambles go this is one This is one that could pay off big for them because sometimes these games just all of a sudden people are like, you know, you could see the headlines now. Halo Infinite recaptures multiplayer love. You see what I'm saying? Like, they could. Try and drink my breakfast shake as fast as I can. What's good, heartless one? Seems like I read something about a new mashup hero shooter coming from Ubisoft. Wish we had a micro on it. We do have a micro on it. What are you talking about? We'll be covering that later. The leaks about Division Battlecat. We're not talking about that now, though. We're talking about Halo. <laughs> That's later. That's later in the show. Make sure you're here for that. That's for the second half of the show where we, <clears throat> we do Q&A. Free-to-play means more cheaters? uh, I mean, maybe, maybe. The lion's share of the people playing this game will be playing on console, though. You know? After this game launches, Microsoft needs to shift Halo to another dev, maybe even try and outsource? I mean, we'll have to wait and see how it turns out before we say that. You have to understand something. Let me defend 343 for just a moment. And while I'm doing that, if you're new, thank you so much for being here. You do need to be a subscriber to Talk in Chat. That's free. We just do that to keep the trolls and the spam bots out of chat. You got to click subscribe and wait a minute to Talk in Chat. We would love to earn your subscription. We do a Monday through Friday live show. And we're so glad that there's so many people here. Uh, If the video got suggested to you this morning... We're glad you're here i'm a safer work broadcaster live show of gaming news coverage monday through friday we got a lot of information today about the leaks about division Battlecat. we've got leaks about assassin's creed valhalla dlc and right now we're talking halo so thanks for being here say hello in the chat if you're new we'd love to welcome you um and thank you to the core audience the people that have been here before I really, really appreciate you guys uh, turning out big this morning. Very, very strong turnout. Thank you for being here. Smash the like button if you haven't already. So let me defend 343 for just a second, okay? People are like, this guy's a hater. All right. What they attempted to do leading up to the 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 gameplay that they showed last year according to the guy who was like there's not crunch it's all voluntary right he kind of he kind of had some of his comments misrepresented about crunch his comments about the visuals though he did not change those he just said it's really hard to impress gamers these days was essentially what he said and I kind of agreed with him. I'm like, it is hard to impress gamers. Everyone was acting like Horizon Forbidden West didn't look that good. And I'm like, what are you smoking? Like, if you wanted proof of his assertion that it's hard to impress gamers, look no further than the Horizon Forbidden West footage and how people freaking reacted. Right? Like, like, just people are nuts, you know? They're like... If it doesn't look like real virtual reality, photo realistic, every strand of hair individually rendered, then it looks like garbage. Like he, I think he was on point when he said that. He put meat on the bones for why the gameplay last year looked so bad. He said they were trying to simultaneously build a new game, as well as build a new engine, and the engine wasn't done. Now, for years we had this conversation about you know, the name that will the game that will not be named. Oh, it needs to be in a new engine, it needs to be in a new engine. And the, the reality of that situation is not as easy as just being like, just go into the folder and drag the files over to a new engine, and ta-da! Your game is now in a new engine, it's not that simple. So when when they when they set up that trailer it was putting on display the exact challenges they were facing as a developer they were facing a mountain of challenges number 1 it needs to look and feel like halo cuz it's halo and we all know whether you want to admit it or not if you've been playing halo since the very very first game and you love it and you got a master chief helmet in your closet because your wife won't let you put it on the mantle like if you've been playing halo that long i mean you love halo and master chief you have to admit that staying true to this franchise is a challenge it's slower it's it's not that uh it's not that innovative with respect to combat, the lack of aiming down sight, the movement, uh, the, the samey weapons, the samey enemies, right? There is, there is something very rut-like about Halo's gameplay. It's, it's very rut-like. It feels like it's in a bit of a rut. No matter how much you love the game, I think there's a part of you that has to admit that reality. So three four three is having to stay either in or near or have their toe in that rut, or the halo the halo fans would be like, this isn't halo, okay? So they're facing that challenge of developing a game that has to stay in and around and slightly in a rut. Of I think John Collins has surmised it very well. One word, outdated. It, it, it just feels outdated. That's not a slam. That's not a slam. Do you want to know what else feels outdated? Any game that launched back then feels outdated. That's not a Halo slam. That, that's that's not a Halo slam. Any game that launched back then feels outdated. It's the nature of how far games have come. Go play Doom or Doom Eternal, and then play old games from back then. Like They, they are... They are... Very, very much... Outdated at this point. And Halo, unfortunately, was built in a way that they couldn't necessarily break out of that rut without completely changing the way the game feels. Okay, Go over to another long-standing franchise, staple name shooter that everybody knows, Call of Duty. Call of Duty was built in the Quake 3 engine. That is one of the single greatest reasons for that franchise's success. Do you want to know why? The Quake 3 engine was built on a PC for PC environments. And it's got more of an agility, more of an adaptability to the future demands of faster consoles. Expectations from consumer start to shift around. Now, Call of Duty is no longer in the Quake 3 engine. But the Quake Three engine was baked into the crust of Call of Duty up until I think Advanced Warfare. Around that era, w- somewhere in there, they 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 went to a new engine. I don't know when exactly it was, but they did. I don't have the exact title date. Okay, I used to be better on Call of Duty history lesson time, and that allowed Call of Duty to more readily adapt to the to more modern landscape. Right now i think what paul's gaming is something that we cannot ignore halo 5 was 1080 60 on the xbox one and that was an impressive feat i thought i thought halo 5's campaign looked and felt great but it got a lot of criticism there were criticisms about halo 5 with respect to story decisions understandable understandable criticisms for longtime fans right the gameplay, people didn't like some of the gameplay innovations, said it didn't feel like Halo. The multiplayer was a disaster. It, it, it was a disaster. Warzone had massive potential, could have been a new iteration of Onslaught from Unreal Tournament 2004, mixing PvE with PvP, and they just absolutely bumbled it. They just absolutely bumbled it. So, they, I think, have a greater challenge adapting their franchise to next-gen it's it's harder for them like I don't know if they ever came out and publicly stated this they may have came out and publicly stated this one of the reasons that Master Chief is such an iconic character is he was developed at a time where it was hard to make people look good it was hard to make people look real well guess what If you cover him in armor, and you slap a helmet on him, he can just look like an awesome dude wearing a spacesuit, right? It's one of the reasons that I believe Iron Man was the perfect catalyst for launching the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You could make him look cool, okay? Rubber suits and helmets and stuff... Up to that time, they had been problematic. Go watch Batman Begins. Go, you go watch some of the earlier superhero movies. And and, and their outfits always looked a little, uh, what the, what is that? But they could make Iron Man look awesome. They could. And so Halo, to, to honor and respect its origins and what it looks like, you have to understand when it was developed and when it came out and why that armor suit was such a brilliant idea. It was such a brilliant idea. You go back and play other games at that time, and the and the main character looks awful. It, but you go back and look at Halo, and you're like, "Well, it doesn't look so bad." No, no, no. The gameplay and the movement is is going to feel a little dated, but the character looks great. You know, the character looks great. We we need we need a poll. I want to hear from you guys. We got to think of a good poll question. Um, I got it. I got it. i got it i got it i got one for you let me type it up here halo infinite e3 gameplay are you worried it will be uh embarrassing again right live discussion hang on let me push it live it's not live yet All right, hang on a second. Let me go to general chat and get the link for the live stream. All right, poll. Very easy question. Yes or no. Halo Infinite E3 gameplay. Are you worried it will be embarrassing again? Post. Bam. That poll's live. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you think. Get on over there, all right? A lot of people here this morning off of both YouTube search and suggested videos and notifications thank you for being here this morning we are having a lively discussion about Halo Infinite E3 gameplay, why I think it's going to look weak again, here are the other things we'll be discussing for the day the Division Battle Cat leak Prince of Persia is skipping Ubisoft forward it is skipping Ubisoft forward and Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC has had its details leaked for the November DLC Uh, E3 is just around the corner. Let me talk to you guys for a moment about E3 coverage, okay? I know a bunch of you are probably going to be watching the E3 uh, streams and the E3 events. I I know that you will likely be doing that. So, I talked it over with Creature, I talked it over with my producer, I talked it over with my wife, And we are likely then going to be covering the E3 events this weekend. I don't know the exact timing of it yet, but if there's a big showcase, if there's a big showing, we will be going live, co-streaming, and discussing, okay? It seems like an incredibly dumb thing for us to not do that, okay? so, if there is something happening we're gonna try and cover it, even though it's on Saturday and Sunday and I do not like working on Saturday and Sunday um, it seems like it'd be really, really dumb to not do that, so make sure you're subscribed to the channel here, this is the main channel make sure you have the bell button switched to all okay, they will likely be shorter streams, they're not gonna be long they're not gonna be in the morning, we'll do like you know, I think most of these showings are gonna be like an hour or two so, so make sure you have all that turned on, okay, if you enjoy my content, okay Monday through Friday is the daily talk show the afternoon is gameplay and then we've got Ratchet and Clank this Friday, we've got E3 over the weekend, we're really gonna push the pedal down um, and I'm not gonna push myself too far, do not worry I'm not gonna push myself too far Um, we're we're working on that right now. Uh, We are working on that right now. So, yo, what's good, Hellfire? Uh, Creature says, if you people have me working on a Sunday for nothing, I'll be in a foul mood. Yeah, yeah, Creature's like You just need to be, you know, he's like, you're going to be pretty angry if you decide to boot up the stream and the turnout's really, really weak. And I'm like, well, it's it's hard to even guess or measure, right? It's hard to guess or measure because we do not stream on Sundays and Saturdays. So my thought process on it is very simple. You guys are going to be watching the content anyway. Why not watch it with me? Why not come together as a community, support me, support the channel, but get to hang out with each other because you do that Monday through Friday anyway. So, you're always bored on the weekends as far as YouTube's concerned, so I'll be there. Yeah, I can't, I can't conceivably start to do content on the weekends, but, um, yeah. We, we would be, it would, I I think it would be a giant mistake. It would be a giant mistake to not, to not stream it and cover it, right? So, The poll is live right now. Halo Infinite E3 gameplay. Are you worried? Are you worried it will be embarrassing again? We've gotten 65 votes. Let's put it on screen. Morning, Dad. Good morning. Are you winning, son? All right. Let's put this on screen. All right, let's put this on screen so people can be reminded to take it. Are you worried it's going to be embarrassing again? Okay. we've gotten 67 votes almost 69 let's let's try and refresh it and get the 69th vote yeah we did it we did it it's gonna be a good day (laughs) halo infinite gameplay this year at E3 are you worried it will be embarrassing again 57% are saying yes 43% are saying no it's still early if you want to turn the tide of this poll get your vote on there leave a comment Leave a comment so I can get in there and read it. Looking forward to watching and discussing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have a really good time here. Like this community has got something special that you can't really find anywhere else on the internet, which is lively discussion and debates. But it's done in a charitable way. I'm a safer work broadcaster, so I'm not. You know, you're not. I'm not sitting here. You know, swearing. You're not even listening to all that. Um, and so we, we, we're, we're, we're excited. We're excited to be covering so many different topics and so many different gaming news, uh, situations. So we appreciate the support of the channel. We appreciate all of the new folks coming in every day. Uh, they've had a whole extra year. It should be fine. Again, again, um, what would you consider a good Sunday turnout? I mean we did, we did, um, Hilly and I did a stream on, on Friday night, and it took forever for us to even crack a hundred viewers. So, I'm just gonna be honest with you, dude, if I, if the weather is beautiful and I'm booting up to cover E3, and I'm, i I got 60-some people hanging out, I'm gonna be like, listen, I'm real sorry, but, <laughs> I'm gonna go grill. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, like we're taking it on the chin. We know we know that we don't get the turnout that we used to get. We get that. We get that. But it's still a, almost. It's still a, a very close to fifty thousand sub channel, and it's always a little like, well, I guess we're not doing that ever again. Like Friday night, I get it. It's outside of the normal schedule. I, you know, we're drinking. It's gameplay. I, I get that. I get that. But if if I boot up on a Saturday and I'm not hanging out with my fam in the beautiful weather. And I'm streaming. And I'm streaming to you know to a, to a football squad. I'm gonna be like, all right. I, I appreciate your loyalty and support, but uh, I'm gonna shut it down and go hang out with my family. We'll we'll catch up on Monday. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll we'll catch up on Monday. <laughs> uh, Creature says less than three hundred, and I'm going back outside. Right? I mean, we we just it needs. Listen, listen. It, it's a business, right? Like, I you, you you back what there is demand for. We've cut things because there wasn't demand for it. And uh, weekend streams, there was never a big demand for them to begin with. This should be different. This should be different because it's E3. So it should be fine. It, it should be fine. You think Battle Cat will replace Rainbow Six Siege, considering the age of Rainbow Six Siege, without a full revision? No. No, absolutely not. I, I... the From what I have seen and read about the Division Battle Cat leak, I do not think it has a chance of replacing Rainbow Six Siege. Rainbow Six Siege will only be replaced by another Rainbow Six. That game is hugely popular. The tournaments and the, and the competitive realm is still going strong. Um... I, the only thing they're ever going to do with that is just another Rainbow Six game. They'll just do another one and then continue with, with with the success they've had with Siege. That game, that game pulled itself out, pulled itself up out of the ashes. That's a game that gets that gets ignored when we rattle off all the games that fixed themselves and grew in popularity. Rainbow Six Siege doesn't get mentioned enough. It doesn't. They turned it around, man. They really, really did. And the popularity, the player saturation, the tournaments, the viewership—they have—they have done—they have, done, have done an excellent job turning that franchise around. Um, so there, Wheezy says there's literally a new Rainbow Six coming out. I mean, I, I didn't even know that. I'm just assuming that game is way too successful. not just do another one or another iteration or something right um (laughs) hilly you'll be grilling out on sunday yeah 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 definitely definitely i still will we were supposed to get a bunch of rain this week so i don't know what the what the weekend's gonna look like i'd love to have the um i'd love to have the the rain come in and cool things down Uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to come in and cool things down, and then the weekend's going to be high 80s, so it should be beautiful. Um, it'll be a top-down shooter. Barbecue stream when? Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. It's rolling through Texas now. Yeah, we're supposed to get a bunch of it. The new Rainbow Six is a zombie game. It's not a replacement. Oh. I, I would imagine, listen, I would imagine with how well Rainbow Six Siege is doing... They're not, they're, they don't have any plans of doing anything but improving it and expanding it. They don't have plans to replace it anytime soon. I can't, I can't see another Rainbow Six game, you know, coming out for, I would think, a couple of years. They're not even remotely. We need more people on the poll. Oh, I've not refreshed it. We were laughing because I refreshed it and got 69 votes. There we go, 127. We just doubled the vote count. Okay, all right. It's about a 60-40 split right now. We want to hear from you. What do you think? Halo Infinite E3 gameplay. Are you worried it will be embarrassing again? Yo, Dean Salah coming in with a brand new membership. First membership of the day. Thank you so much for doing that. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes, your dope and deserve dope stuff. Be sure to hang out in the Discord if you'd want as a member. Be sure to be here for the second half of the show today. We have brought back Q&A. It doesn't get turned on until the second half of the show, and it is members only. So thank you so much for becoming a member today, Dean. Rainbow Six Extraction Team-Based Zombie Alien FPS. Oh, that's the one that they changed the name of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't cover that because you got to use too many words that are like, uh -uh, like buzzwords on YouTube, so they renamed their game because of the sickie. So I, I, well, it, it was, it was something Then it was something and now it's called extraction. So <laughs> more than likely they didn't like the fact that that search term was going to get like sequestered and, <laughs> and over like, like filtered. You know what I mean? Um, they, that is, that is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nightshade put it in chat. It was. It wasn't gonna help. It was not gonna help. Anybody that was gonna upload gameplay footage or coverage of it was gonna get dinged, um, because here's. Let me kind of explain to you. Let me kind of explain to you how these platforms work. You, I, YouTube especially. YouTube picks buzzwords that are synonymous with and attached to content that is bad for advertisers. Advertisers are like, whoa, like, we don't want to be attached to content that says or talks about ding, 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 okay? And they basically have their bots listening to live streams and videos, okay? So, if I come in and I start saying any of the, uh, any of the buzzwords... That the bots pick that up and they're worried. They're like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta slow this channel down. We gotta stop recommending that video. I, we don't know what they're saying. We we gotta, we gotta run limited advertisements." Do you see what I'm saying? So, YouTubers were gonna try and cover that game, and then we're gonna be getting dinged left and right. And more than likely, some media specialist or YouTube expert told them, "They're like, you can't. This isn't gonna fly. All that that term is is a is a is a buzzword term." So, E3 coverage and related for us stands right now according to Creature. June 9th, which is tomorrow, is the Battlefield reveal. June 12th is Ubisoft Forward and Gearbox. June 13th is Xbox, Bethesda, PC game show, Square Enix. June 14th, Capcom, Take-Two Interactive. June 15th, Nintendo, Bandai Namco. There you go. There you go that's it Uh, haven't played Halo since Halo 2 no desire to play ever again well I mean I actually am interested in the title for a handful of reasons right we are we are attempting to uh, give the game a fair shake and put gameplay on here every time there's, there's a new game out and I want to make sure that we give it a fair shake, you know. I they're they're trying to do something with this grapple. They're trying to take the combat forward. E three command. Um, yeah, I mean we could try. We could try. There's no that we don't have a timer. We don't have a timer. We need like um, we need like a schedule or an image we could take people to. If you're new and you're just tuning in, we want to hear from you on this poll. We are talking about the E three. Halo Infinite E3 gameplay. Uh, They're talking about it before it even is out, and it doesn't sound all that encouraging. I'm going to be breaking that down for you in a little bit. I've got the quotations from them about what they're showing, what they're planning on showing. Uh, Some of this is leaks and rumor about multiplayer. You know, Halo Infinite, uh, I think it's what Halo Infinite gameplay multiplayer is potentially going to show up. So I asked the audience, are you worried it will be embarrassing again? So you can use the poll command to take that poll, and there's a live discussion link to come back over here. We appreciate all of the new folks that are tuning in, and we we thank you for being here. Um, Necromunda hired gun nailed the grapple. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh... let people know you're covering it live yeah we'll be covering E3 live so make sure you're subscribed again if you're subscribed brand new today or you've been subscribed for a while you want to consistently check that bell button it gets switched from it gets switched to personalized and then you won't get notified when I'm live I I don't know why they're doing that Um, I I don't know what the reasoning is but that is is something Um, so I think they're going to show us some If they show multiplayer gameplay, again, again, it's a gamble. It's a gamble. It could be the right gamble, though. There is definitely um, a a, a ton of curiosity from the community um, about it. You know, there's a ton of curiosity about what what does this look like? What's this game gonna be? You know, how's it gonna be? How's it gonna feel? And the multiplayer is a huge question. It's always going to be a huge question for Halo. Halo. Halo has d- d- some of the longest-standing multiplayer roots in the gameplay world. I mean, in the gaming industry, like they have some of the longest, ga- you know, multiplayer roots because th- th- that idea and that concept was w- was so new and so fresh because you went from PC to Console, suddenly you could play against other people in like GoldenEye and then Perfect Dark and Time Splitters and Turok had some four player split screen, you know, PvP. And then Halo lands and you could play against other people like online, you know, you could play local and then you could play against other people. You could play local land. That was the thing we did in college. You could, we plugged them into the network in the wall and you could find other Xboxes. So the guys on the fourth floor could play the guys on the third floor that was a huge discovery for us (laughs) we did not get a lot done uh we did not get a lot done if it looks good it could basically be a viral hit across the globe yeah if 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 halo can nail multiplayer okay we all know this is true we all know this is true if they can nail the multiplayer it'll make up for everything else if the if the main gameplay if the if the if the first player I'm sorry campaign if the single player campaign ends up feeling weak or whatever you know whatever we want to say it, it won't matter if if the multiplayer brings it if multiplayer brings it it won't matter we're getting close to 200 votes on the poll it's a 60 40 split more people are worried it's going to be embarrassing again they're like I don't know. Make it short about covering E3 live And the title is I beat the system with one weird trick Doctors hate me (laughs) We should just lean fully into it I'm gonna lean fully into clickbait And we're gonna do like Obnoxious clickbait That's gonna be That's gonna be the goal That's gonna be the goal We're gonna do obnoxious clickbait Just give us a solid BR And it will win no I don't agree with that TJ Rage thank you for the $5 tip through super chat TJ Rage I appreciate that chat you gotta weigh in here you gotta gotta chime in on what TJ Rage is saying take a second to contribute to the conversation cause this one I don't agree with just give us a solid BR and it will win no I do not think so do you think Infinite needs Battle Royale to be successful yeah yeah this guy's name is bring Halo back no way, absolutely not. Halo's roots do not don't square with BR. Let me break this down for you. There are layers of reasons why this won't work. This won't work. Hellfire, you're good. I, that, that, you're good. That guy is a, I, I addressed people that are accusing me of clickbait this morning. Like I said, he, he can take his passive judgment, <clears throat> his hubris and self-righteousness, and he can get the frick out. Well, I expect better. Get out of here. You clearly aren't watching my content and supporting me. You're just as bad as the mob. Cool. Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm equal to liars now because I don't appreciate your criticism. Like, what a douche. There are layers as to why a BR won't work. Okay? The first reason... The first reason that a BR won't work is it is so oversaturated. It's too oversaturated. TJ Rage is coming back in with a $5 tip, says, BR with a good campaign. I mean, TJ, if if somebody wants to compete with TJ, he's he's tipping to defend his position. And I mean, listen, I'll I'll take your money, but you don't have to do that. (laughs) Here's the thing. It's not about BR with a good campaign. There are too many Battle Royales right now. It's too many. Way oversaturated. Way overdone. I think people are kind of tired of it. That's the first reason it would be a giant, giant mistake. Disagree that BR is oversaturated. People are always looking for the next one. If they release a BR, it will be the biggest game in the world for at least six months. You, okay, all right, hang on. Sven says, how about a good Halo game that we can all love? Thank you for the five spots, Sven. Here's the thing with what Brown Babby is saying. You are competing. You are entering a landscape that already has a ton of captive audience members. Warzone with Call of Duty has exploded. Apex Legends, PUBG, PUBG Mobile, uh, Fortnite, the Battle Royale is, I don't think, I don't think, because here's what's going to happen. You're banking on new fans being excited about a BR. I think the bulk of the Halo audience would turn their nose up to a BR. I'm not saying that they couldn't make a good one. You have to understand the difference between the statements. Could they make a good one? Sure. Could the weapons and the warthogs and the vehicles make for a good BR? Sure. Yeah, I think they could make a good one. Is it a good idea? absolutely not I don't think the core audience would get behind it they'd have a predisposition and like a bias about like I don't want to touch this vengeance with a $10 tip in order for a BR to work it would have to be 100% unique that's not going to happen with a BR personal opinion thank you for the $10 tip another $5 tip from TJ Rage I personally only like two BRs right now I don't mind having a third the option will be clutch to me they will have a BR good campaign and multiplayer, I'm pretty sure they said that. They will have Battle Royale? I, where have they said that? They've said large game modes, but I don't think they've said Battle Royale. The information I have today about what they're potentially showing and working on does not indicate that they're working on a Battle Royale, but very large game mode. And that, I think, is a risk. That, I think, is a, is a, is a significant risk. We want arena multiplayer as endeavor. Game Battles LAN, BR is none of what us old Halo fans would want. You you talk about placing multiple really bad gambles at the same time. That's a lot of bad gambles at the same time. They're gambling on the BR saturated market leaving room for them, right? They even shut down the rumor about it being a Battle Royale. Yeah, they did. They shut it down. Because in the information that I have today, from what I read, they're like, it's not a Battle Royale. It's a big game mode, but it's not a Battle Royale. They wanted to make that very, very clear. I think from the first trailer, people were considering it, oh, is it going to be an open world game? Is it going to be Battle Royale? Because remember the first trailer where it zoomed way out and they showed like the, all the different locations you could go to, I was like, that to me looks like quasi-open world. That doesn't look like a Battle Royale. You have to think about it this way. Battle Royale is almost like another expected game mode in a AAA multiplayer games these days. Just like Capture the Flag was 10 years ago. Are you covering all these live? I'm gonna try to, Rad. I'm gonna try to. I'm 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 going to attempt. I'm going to need I'm going to need your energy. I'm going to need your energy. Um, um, um so the I I don't think I agree with that. I don't think I agree with that. I don't I don't agree with of uh with, oh it's got to be it's it's got to be a battle royale mode. That's an expectation like capture the flag. I don't know what chat thinks. Does a game need to have a Battle Royale? Come on. That can't be an expectation these days. Just because Call of Duty did it. You know what I mean? I'm going to fit Ubisoft into the charity thing this weekend. Otherwise, I'll try to catch your coverage. Okay, okay. I can't... I got to figure out how to... How to give without... Because I can't watch... I can't watch you. Um, Which means... I can't... I can't see... I can't see your... Your great work that you're doing. Because I can't, I don't have an account over there anymore. I hate Battle Royale. People are saying no, yes, no. That should have been our, that should have been our poll question. Um, don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send, you, well send your incentives. I'll, I'll tip a thousand and then I expect private incentives. I do. I want them all. Um. Yeah, okay. That'll work. That'll work, Rad. I... I don't know. BR gives a rush, like, unlike other modes. I'd say yes. Not a Battle Royale. Okay, so this is the last thing I saw. Barrier's got a direct quote. Not a Battle Royale, but more like an amalgamation of Battle Royale, Battlefield Conquest, and a full-on Halo multiplayer madness. Um... I don't know. Um... <laughs> I would think I would think that if they tr- okay so if they try this is this is this is that dilemma this is that dilemma this is that the this is the jack of all trades master of none right um jack of all trades master of none uh if they try to do too much if they try to do too much then I added a $600 gold, applied it to the stream oh, pilot the face, okay, cool, cool, cool yeah, I would probably just need the li- the link, Rad I would just need the link because I, I don't need the watch to do it, right Um, I wouldn't put my username or anything like that, I'm not trying to just if it like pops up on stream, I could do it off hours I could, I could do it off hours. Lawbreakers prove that. Unfortunately, arena shooters are kind of a dead market. Right, like arena shooters, um, you know, arena shooters are in a weird spot. Because here's the thing, I agree with Eugene to an extent, like lawbreakers kind of showed that arena shooters are going to struggle. However, however, I still think there's room for a really good a- a- arena shooter. I do. You know what I mean? So, if if that's, if that's what it's going to take, um, there's a ticker that shows top, so if you're worried about that, okay, I can do that, Rad. I can do that. Um, does 343 even have the bandwidth to maintain a battle royale? I don't know. Valorant? Valorant is not an arena shooter. Valorant's a tactical shooter. It's not the same. Rainbow Six Siege is not an arena shooter, it's a tactical shooter. yeah, Paul, come on. You're a bright. You are a bright and smart guy. CS:GO, Overwatch, Valorant and Rainbow Six Siege, all the games you just listed are not arena shooters, they're tactical. Tactical character class based. You think arena shooter? You think arena shooter? Arena shooter is Unreal Tournament, Quake 3, Halo. You see you see like I I don't know. Apex just added arena mode. I'm surprised that, um, (laughs) uh, I'm surprised that they called it arenas. Because when people hear arena, that's what they think of. That's what they think of. They think of, like, the classic arena shooter. I would not put Halo in that group. What are you talking about? If you okay if you compare the tenants of Unreal Tournament as an arena shooter to Halo, they're virtually identical. The only difference is the speed of the game. My goodness, the vehicles are practically one-to-one design rip-offs. You talk about good artists steal. Good artists steal. The, the the vehicles the vehicles in Halo are one to one rip-offs from unreal tournament it's the same dadgum game not well not the same game it's the same genre i should say because the weapons the approach to combat were very different unreal tournament had like flat cannon rocket launchers plasma plasma cannon snipers and all this other stuff like halo was more stripped down it had to be because it was like you were walking through cement only two weapons at a time, slower movement, weapon and health pickups around the map makes it arena itself. Health isn't picked up anymore in Halo. I don't know. I don't know. I at this at this point, at this point, I would wager to say, I would wager to say that no one would agree with you, Paul. <laughs> no one in the history of like analyzing game types would say that Halo wasn't an arena shooter. N- no one's going to say that. It's always been included in that list. Quake 3. Quake 3 Arena. And then, Unreal Tournament. And then, Halo. It th- They had the same game modes. Unreal Tournament had Team Deathmatch, Capture the Flag, Free For All. They were the same game modes. The map design was similar. The vehicles were similar. Halo was the gold standard for arena shooters. That's what I'm saying. Why would we suddenly change the classification? I've never met anybody that's like, no, Halo's not an arena shooter. You know what an arena shooter is? Overwatch. What? No. Now, you could say Overwatch borrows... uh, borrows from... uh, I told you you'd like it, my wife. I told you you'd like it. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, yes... Overwatch borrows elements of arena shooter, size symmetrical map, certain number of players per team. After that the similarities end. The game modes themselves are completely different. The class based, the counters, the 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 rules they instituted, right? Isn't Overwatch a MOBA? Overwatch takes elements of a MOBA and puts it into an arena style shooter. Yes, there are elements of a of a battle arena in there, but it's not a MOBA. It takes influences from a MOBA, just like it takes influences from Team Fortress. I'm gonna call it a hybrid. Like, yeah, Overwatch and Overwatch pulls from a lot of different game types. You can't say what it is exactly. It's an arena hero shooter right? With influences from MOBAs, Team Fortress, things like that. You go to Valorant. Valorant is an, a, is, an, is a, a hero-based tactical shooter, right? That, that's what Valorant is. Valorant's a, a, a hero-based tactical shooter. Halo's a total Unreal Tournament ripoff in so many facets, including the Forge if you go back if you go back I mean they basically just copied everything Unreal Tournament was doing and they knew no one would care because it was on console and console players were largely divorced and disconnected from the PC gaming realm all the kids that used to make fun of me for my dorky LAN parties ended up having their own LAN parties but they just did it with Halo and they thought they were cool it was like I was doing that two years ago with a game called Unreal Tournament and it was way cooler and way faster to compete today, a good arena shooter needs to be smooth, crisp, not too fast, not too slow, and above all, I'll give you the one match, one more match feeling. I'm afraid Halo won't be able to hit all of those. I'm telling you, they have what seems like 255 votes. Guys, if you want to change the vote here, we want to hear from you. Halo Infinite E3 gameplay. Are you worried it will be embarrassing again? You do need to be a subscriber to talk in my chat. You only have to wait one minute after subscribing subscribing is free it ensures you won't miss out on my content it's a daily live stream and it does protect the chat from all the spam and trolls and stuff unreal tournament was nuts game was so fire it's not arena arena is a set of weapons and power ups in a level that nowhere near what call of duty is call of duty originally was very much arena what are you talking about just because it didn't have pickups doesn't mean that the original Call of Duty it was more arcadey but it was still very much influenced by the arena style the original Call of Duty you would pick like your weapon at the beginning I remember I remember picking the um, I like the gun with like the drum like the drum um, it was the German gun with the drum magazine I liked that one I remember playing the original Call of Duty and I always picked that one um, best reason to click the join button? Yeah, there's a Lono Bald emote. We we, we do want to see a whole lot more members uh, join the ranks. We're trying to push up to, a, you know, a thousand members. And so we greatly appreciate uh, everybody who has, um, who has done that. Uh, Call of Duty evolved past being an arena shooter. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, they They, they, they did, they did. But it was still built on the tenets of an arena shooter. Six v six, small area, you know, with respawn and 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 you pick a weapon, right? Yo, what's good, Quiet Shy Girl? How are you? I like that Call of Duty became a zombie meat grinder game. <laughs> I posted in the live stream chat and Discord, Lona, the article about the, the I don't know what that word is, gaveling br. I it, um this is what i heard halo would have a battle royale mode halo infinite information hang on how old is that though is the question halo infinite information may point to a battle royale mode okay well the title says may point you know i don't know the pph yeah 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 the pph that was it that was it um <clears throat> three Treyarch's side of the zombies is always fun wish it uh, had been sold separately I never liked the zombies what determines an arena shooter game I mean we could look up and see if anybody has tried to come up with a definition for an arena shooter arena shooter is a subgenre of shooter games that cover both first person and third person shooter games these games emphasize fast-paced movement in enclosed arenas with a heavy emphasis on quick reaction time. See, I don't agree with that. I, 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 there are arena shooters where that's not the tenets of it. It puts teams in an arena and you fight against each other. Like, uh, arena as a, as a as a title probably has its origins in Quake 3 Arena. Because of the name. Um, it says here... Uh, it wouldn't be until 1999 when the first real arena shooters would be released with the release of Unreal Tournament and Quake 3 Arena. These these games, rather than previous titles, were solely focused on online multiplayer and featured no single-player campaigns. While previous games like Doom and Doom 2 featured multiplayer, these games would mark the first time that the style was first implemented into the 3D environment. Both genres helped popularize the LAN party scene with the popularity of Quake leading to the creation of its own convention, QuakeCon, where numerous people would meet to compete in a professional and amateur tournaments. Um, While the arena shooters were wildly popular in 99 and early 2000s, arena shooters have fallen out of popularity with other subgenres in the shooter genre. They have been attempted to release titles in the genre with the new entry in Quake in 2017 and Quake Champions Uh, and then Epic Games tried to bring back Unreal Tournament with the new entry but was put on hold shortly afterward the majority of arena shooters released today are by indie developers with the likes of Reflex Arena and Diabotical I remember Diabotical was basically just a Rocket Arena, a Quake 3 Rocket Arena ripoff um and Master Arena being popular in the niche group, or niche group, however you're supposed to say it. While there have been some games with arena elements in recent times, like Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal, there really has not been a full-fledged game released outside of the indie scene. So, I mean, that's Wikipedia. So, again, I don't know if I agree with the idea that in order to be classified as an arena shooter, it needs to be fast-paced. I don't necessarily know if I side with that that element of it. I would argue a core tenant of an arena shooter would be there are health and damage pickups and weapons around the map that players compete for while trying to kill each other. Yeah, and that's why I think the original Halo had a lot of elements of arena shooter baked right into it, so you would classify Halo as an arena shooter ratchet and Clank review embargo just ended and it's getting some fantastic reviews so far I'm very excited I'm very excited we'll be playing that on Friday I don't think they're doing any kind of early access for content creators if they are I, I don't know if, I, if I, I don't know if I know anybody that could help with that so thank you to all the new subs and everybody taking the poll and everybody commenting in chat chat has been very lively this morning I'm doing my best to to keep the interaction up there and that way you can get your comments read the second half of the show we will be doing q a if you're a paying member that's almost like a guaranteed interaction point we do that in the second half of the show so make sure you're here for that Freebird coming back in with a membership says i'm back welcome back second member of the day three years on purple and now i'm here i appreciate that very very much thank you Still disappointed by Biomutant. I'm avoiding pre-orders now. I know. I haven't had the the, the, the stomach to go back and do it. Oh, wait. I missed a $5 tip from Kochi Akiba. I'm really sorry about this. Kochi Akiba uh, with a $5 says, Maybe a redo of Warzone. Thank you very much. Oh, a redo of Warzone. Yeah, if you guys remember, this is actually interesting, tracing back the... uh, Tracing back the, the roots of Halo being heavily influenced by Unreal Tournament, the Warzone game mode that Halo 5 uh, tried to put into their game, Warzone was very much inspired by a game called Onslaught. That was in Unreal Tournament, which to this date, I think, is one of the best modes you could play in a game with large-scale battles and vehicles. It was very, very cool. It It was excellent. And Warzone looked like it was going to be very similar to Onslaught. Warzone was a flop for a variety of reasons. It was poorly designed, not well thought out, and it turned into a spawn trap. Um, so, it didn't go, uh, didn't go anywhere. Um, so, Warzone was Halo 5, good idea, until you ran out of cards. Yeah, it just, it didn't, it just didn't work. They should've, if they were gonna copy Onslaught, they should've just copied Onslaught. Onslaught just worked way, way better in, uh, in Unreal Tournament. So, they could come back with another version of that and really go back to the drawing board and, you know, listen, if you're going to copy Unreal Tournament, just copy Unreal Tournament at this point, no one's going to care or remember, you know, Onslaught. Uh, And so, I would imagine uh, I would imagine um, that that uh, it would be a popular mode if done done properly. Um, So, uh, they showcased. I have my doubts. How am I jealous skin? Yeah, I don't know why you. What you guys are debating about in chat? It's he said he was concerned about it. Like we're all, not all of us, but a lot of us. Everyone's opinion when they showcase Halo Infinite that it looks like garbage, lackluster, and disappointing. Yeah, I mean it, they literally delayed the game because the public reaction was so negative. I don't know. That I, I think what he's saying is is that. I think somebody told him that he was being jealous or something. I'm not actually sure. I didn't see what he originally said. Um, what did he originally said? I'm an Xbox fan since I debuted back in 2001. Um, I'm just saying from what I saw from Halo Infinite, it sucked. Oh, he's just saying it looked bad? I mean, it doesn't seem like he's being a drive-by hater. I still think it's going to suck... It was so lackluster from the gameplay I saw, unless they revolutionize and do new things. Um, the garbage graphics, it had to be built from the ground up, maybe. Right, right, right. Hey, Vapor. Welcome back, Vapor. Thanks for renewing your membership and getting that purple badge. A delayed game doesn't stay delayed, a bad game stays bad for forever. Right, 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 right. Um, yo, what's good, more Megadeth? How are you? You think by making Infinite free-to-play, they're hoping that it takes away some of the heat by how little it will have in multiplayer? No. What I think they're attempting to do, Paul, is they want that free-to-play PvP crowd. They want to fill that funnel with people. Um, I I I think lots of people have now tried and failed to... lots of developers. They have tried and failed to monetize... PvP, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You fragment your player base. Both three four three and respawn have been very very firm on this. That if you monetize your PvP, you fragment your player base. So they're 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 not they're not going to do that. They're going to make it free. Now what that means then is they could potentially tap in to a huge, huge funnel of players. It, 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 it certainly, certainly could be a big hit if they do it right. Digital Foundry. Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart on the PS5 is Spectacular. This is why we need next-gen exclusives. Kind of plays into last week's topics. I'm sure we will touch on that, Big Mouth Strike, because that's going to give people... There are commentators out there like Young and others who think that God of War and Horizon Forbidden West being cross-generation is holding the games back, I would encourage everybody to celebrate Ratchet & Clank and wait and play Horizon Forbidden West. Because what I read about Horizon Forbidden West, I don't agree with the... I don't agree with Yang on this subject. I don't agree with him. I don't think you can automatically presume and assume... That a game is being held back simply because they have to make it for the older consoles, uh, I don't think so. I don't, I don't believe that. I believe that is an overstated premise that isn't necessarily provable. It's presumed and assumed that all the games being held back. I, it, it, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is certainly going to put on display just how dadgum strong the PS Five is, but that doesn't mean that there is some. Idyllic version of Horizon Forbidden West, we're being robbed of because it runs on both platforms. The question and answer session's not open, Bronco. That's later in the show. So the question command is currently disabled. Do you understand what I'm saying, Big Mouth? Is that who typed that? Was it Big Mouth Strike? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I worry that folks are going to weaponize the success and the, and the, the, that the impressiveness of Ratchet and Clank they're gonna weaponize that to continue the phantom presumption naysaying of like yeah these games are gonna be held back dude cuz they you know they made them for both PS4 and PS5 and I'm just like I if it's a sequel to God of War and if it's a sequel to Horizon Forbidden West and it has all the things on PS5 that I was promised I I just, I don't think so. I don't think you can you can argue that, that the game was significantly held back. If I'm getting the cinematic lighting that's usually rever- reserved for cinematics and I'm getting it in the gameplay, special rendering for the water, 60 FPS performance mode, like, that's what I bought the PS5 for. I didn't buy the PS5 for some, like, imagined promised land of gaming that I'm now being, you know... Denied because oh well the game is being made for both platforms. I just I don't agree with that. Um, I I just don't. I don't know. And 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 young and a lot of the people that read those Sony statements, I I I am still firmly firmly standing on my position. They were misreading those statements and misrepresenting them to make it sound as if Sony made some promise that there would that, that games would be exclusive to PS5 going forward and i'm like that that's not what the article stated it's not it isn't saying they were going to be more nuanced and different than microsoft is exactly what they're doing with games like returnal and ratchet and clank rift apart they're doing a transitional phase where some games are exclusive to PS5 and some games are not this idea that that we believe in generations quotation somehow meant that yeah, now that PS5s in circulation, we're not making games for the four anymore. I, I just that, that conclusion is absurd and arguably stupid. It's just stupid to think that. Why would you think that? Yeah, they got they got 110 now. What 118 million PS4s in circulation? Yeah, yeah, they're gonna turn their back on that platform because they launched a new console. That makes good business sense. I don't know. Yeah, the playlist I'm using today, Colossal, is... What are we using today? It's Harris Heller's Synthwave playlist. You could use the Synthwave command it will take you there. Um, and thank you to all the new folks that are here today. Really strong turnout. Uh, really strong turnout. Um... We're getting a really, really good uh, click rate on people doing YouTube searches as well as suggested. So if you clicked on this video because YouTube thought you might like it, I do a live stream Monday through Friday, and we appreciate you being here. Do me a favor and click subscribe and the bell button if you're enjoying your time. We only need 24 mo- more likes, and we'll roll the likes over. So thank you for everybody who's been smashing the like button this morning. I am a safe for work broadcaster, so a lot of people treat this channel like gaming radio. Radio, and they're just they're here Monday through Friday just listening and hanging out the second half of the show we got more gaming news for you about the Division Battle Cat leak about the AC uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC scheduled for November we have the details leaked about that and Prince of Persia remake is skipping Ubisoft forward we'll be breaking those down later along with q and and a is back and it is members only so make sure you're here for that Milano got pinned as a floating window to my right. Oh, I appreciate that. It does hold games back, just like when Destiny went exclusively to PS4 with Rise of Iron because on the PS3 was holding its back graphics-wise and content-wise. I, I don't know. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. What you just typed is not true, though. What you just typed is historically not true. I hate talking about that game, but that's not why they did that. That was an install-size, game-size issue. That had nothing to do with graphics. That has nothing to do with graphics. Here's what people need to realize about this discussion. Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok were in development well before PS5 was even a twinkle in its daddy's eye. You understand that, okay? These games have been in development for a while. So this idea that, like, they're being held back, they wouldn't exist if they would have waited for the PS5 dev kits to start dev for a pure PS5 launch. You understand that, right? Like, do you understand dev cycles and how long it takes to make video games and how, when a very successful first-party franchise decides to do a sequel, it the developing these games started a super long time ago. So the presumption... The assumption, the the stupid assertion that like Horizon Forbidden West and God of War are being held back—it's just ignorant to how the industry works. It talking heads and journalists—they they don't know what they're talking about. The the game's not being held back. They they almost assuredly immediately started development of these game sequels for the PS4, and then. They're going to give you an updated, upticked, patched, better version for the PS5. You you think they were just sitting around, or, or I guess they should have, they should have just sat around and waited for PS5 dev kits before launching these games? Do you have any idea what that would mean? You'd have even less games for your PS5. You'd have even less games. Does a 10-year-old graphics card hold back a 3080? That's exactly right. PC games do it all the time. They launch on a scale. It can look amazing up here. It can look down here. Now, I get it. I get it. The SSD and the data controller can do really cool things and and, and ratchet and clank rift apart, like instantaneous load time. But they can create games with a graphical spectrum. Not to mention, there wasn't going to be this giant departure from what God of War looked like. Do you want to know why? because they probably already started building it right after the launch of The Last God of War, and they pushed out a patch to make the game look better on the PS5, and it looks amazing. You're not being denied some version of God of War that would have been significantly better if they would have made it PS5 exclusive. If you want a PS5 exclusive God of War game, guess what? Buy God of War Loki in like seven years. There's your PS5 only God of War game that started development after the dev kits were well in circulation and established what they could do with their game and their existing assets. But God of War Ragnarok was developed and started development well before those dev kits were in circulation. Same could be said for Horizon Forbidden West. So the notion... The notion that these games are being held back is completely backwards, and it's a fundamental misunderstanding of how these games were developed. If you want a PS5-only version of Horizon Zero Dawn sequel or God of War Ragnarok, you wouldn't be able to buy them until, like, 2023 or 2024. you had to wait way longer. You'd have had to wait way longer. It's like... Oh, they would have been able to make this so much better. Yeah, and it wouldn't have launched for another three or four years because they would have had to wait to develop it. Uh, Apparently, the people that you're supposed to trust and the people that you're supposed to lean on for valuable information about gaming news and gaming information, they don't understand the basics of game development. I feel like some of these people complaining have no idea how console cycles work. The initial batch of games will always lag behind. That's exactly right. That's why in my opinion, you can't blame console for the CD Projekt Red failure because Cyberpunk 2077 was announced a full year before PS4. Oh, T-Bone. Cyberpunk has a lot to answer for, and it's not just that, but yeah. <laughs> there were The developers don't need to be thrashed at all. They, they knew that game was going to struggle. They, they had a montage of the bugs before the game even launched. They told industry insiders that it wasn't ready when it launched. They knew it wasn't ready. It wasn't up to the developers. The SSD is one of the biggest differences I've seen between the Xbox One X and the Xbox Series X, aside from FPS. Halo 5 looks the same on my Xbox X as it does on my wife's Series S. Well, because they've not gone back and done anything to it that's the big question so if 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 we want to if we want to shift here just slightly to why i'm concerned which is what we should probably do make sure and take the poll have we rolled over to 300 votes yet yeah there we go 300 people have voted and more people are concerned. It's gone from 6040 to 6337. Are you worried it's going to be another embarrassing showing for Halo Infinite? Let me explain to you why folks are thinking that and why I'm thinking that, okay? This is my rundown. This is my rundown of the topic. So, this is something that we do in the show, right? In the show, that the, uh, um, yeah, people were thrashing him I mean he deserves thrashed for other reasons than that wheezy like sequestering the truth protecting a true uh, a true villain and not reporting on the news and and, and basically having zero integrity like uh, much of the other journalists in the industry he deserves a ton of criticism for genuine malfeasance uh, genuine I would I'm sorry genuine malpractice as a journalist but that's not one of the things he should be criticized for. The cyberpunk stuff, he was dead on the money on. So, what is it that is causing people to be concerned, myself and others, about Halo Infinite? What, what is it? There is, there is recent commentary about what they will be showing at E3 that caused me to, to make today's video. So, If you're enjoying your time here this morning, this is a segment that I do that is essentially, this is what we call the focus topic. This is the thing that we're focusing on before we move on to the variety gaming news coverage as well as Q&A. And we want to give you that opportunity to chime in in the morning, right? So, in the morning, what we've just done is, for the past like two hours... We've chopped it up. We've debated. You've had an opportunity to weigh in on the poll. Now, after I do this little segment, I'm going to go read through some of your comments on the poll. So make sure and take that poll and leave a comment. You're going to be included in today's show if you do that. That's a reason to be here early in the day. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure your bell button's on so you're here early in the day when we do those polls. It gives you that opportunity to weigh in on the topic at hand. So while I'm doing this... While I'm doing this little segment here, use that poll command to weigh in on are you worried as well? Do you think it's going to be embarrassing for, you know, the the showing again, which they probably cannot afford uh, to have that happen again, all right? Now, we upload this to a channel that has shorter videos. If you want to subscribe there, use the shorts command. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be my talk about why I think Halo Infinite E3 gameplay that's just around the corner is sounding and looking like it's going to be pretty weak. This is not a hate hit piece. This is based on comments from people that are on the inside and are kind of anticipating and rumoring like what is going to be shown at E3 this year from Halo. So hang with me. If you like these shorter gaming news videos, hit subscribe, the bell button, or check out my main channel where I record these live every single day that's where the live streams happen so this came from WCCF Tech uh, their report on this now if if you've been tracking Halo Infinite and my coverage of the game I have been concerned since they actually you know delayed the game because of the embarrassing showing last year and then they just started blogging about like night day cycles and talked about how hard it was to develop the grapple i was very concerned about how much was going to be baked into this game that would not be impressive and this is what the report says given the mis- re- mixed reaction to last year's halo infinite gameplay reveal microsoft and 343 have a lot to prove that is true so what can we expect YouTuber and Microsoft insider Colt Eastwood weighed in on his latest show, and it sounds like the re-debut of Halo Infinite may be as debated as the first. First off, while 343 has been working to improve Halo Infinite's graphics, don't expect anything, quote, mind-blowing or truly next-gen. 343 will show a small feature on the campaign and upgraded visuals. Testers are saying... That Halo Infinite looks improved, but not the mind-blowing top-tier visuals we come to expect from 343 and the largest 10-pole franchise on Microsoft's platform. So this is concerning. If you've been tracking this game and you've been waiting for this is sort of the don't call it a comeback, comeback, last you know, last, last year was rough, here we come again. If testers are saying, and people attached to the game are saying, it it looks improved, but it's not going to be mind-blowing, it's not going to be top-tier. If it isn't going to look truly next-gen, that's a concern. This, This game was meant to be the flagship of the new console not necessarily to move the console because they are doing cross-generational support of this game But it was meant to be a big as they call it a tentpole or a flagship title And it ended up being a giant blemish for both Microsoft as well as the franchise of Halo So there is more from the report about a multiplayer focus And this is where things could go in their favor, but it remains unknown at at this point in time So this is more from the report While we will likely see a small chunk of the campaign, Colt Eastwood believes Microsoft will focus on multiplayer, which will be free to play, and include a new large scale battlefield inspired mode, although it's not a full on battle royale. This to me makes sense in light of Halo's history, and what will likely be the main focus of their marketing given the complete lack of departure from the game's visual setup and combat from the first gameplay reveal. They're not breaking out of what I call the Halo rut. I am more concerned than ever that this game has to appeal to people that have played it for a really long time, and the tenets of the game's movement and combat is very outdated and it's a bit of a rut that they have to stay faithful to. So it makes sense if they're not going to be able to come out and wow you with evolved combat and visuals and gameplay, focus on the multiplayer. They feel the core audience and longtime fans will be their main audience. You can taste it and sense it in that first showing. They think all we gotta have is Master Chief strutting around and basic, you know, Halo, Halo combat and the fans will come surging in and support. Well, that didn't happen because folks were expecting there to be a giant evolution in the game and I doubt we're gonna see that. To a certain extent, this is not out of character for long-standing franchises. A return to the basics might be just what the Doctor ordered, but unfortunately, the large-scale PvP landscape is very, very full and the more classic arena style, you know, of shooter seems to have faded into the background. I don't know if there's room for Halo to land in the valley between those two those two cliffs. It's gonna be really hard to climb the cliff if you try to do Battle Royale or something like Battle Royale. It's also gonna be hard to climb the cliff of an arena shooter. Arena shooters aren't very popular anymore. Can it land in the valley and be successful and borrow from both styles? It remains to be seen. It's a gamble that could pay off. Apparently, there will also be a playable demo. This is more from the report. A big emphasis for the show will be a huge varied showcase of the multiplayer suite coming to Halo Infinite online, a free-to-play model that will literally bring in millions and millions when the game launches in September of this year. There's rumors Halo Infinite will show a brand new battlefield-inspired competitive and cooperative team-based mode with an arsenal of big vehicles and weapons across maps much larger than Halo's ever had. Not a battle royale but more like an amalgamation of battle royale, battlefield Conquest, and full on Halo multiplayer madness expect a demo for online play to release just after the event closes again you gotta take some of this with a grain of salt it seems a little too good to be true but we'll obviously cover that if that ends up being a reality. Lastly not another dud okay 343 Industries can simply not afford another dud after last year E3 2020 showing, the fact that they are shifting away from focusing on graphics, gameplay, and appearance is to me another indication this game won't look much different than what we saw last year. The gamble on multiplayer with the current state of things in the PvP gaming world is something that many games have learned a hard lesson in, but the historical draw to Halo multiplayer and esports is something that could pay off big for them in the long run. Truly, the question is, can 343 deliver more than just a solid Halo, but can they deliver a Halo PvP experience that rises to the expectations of both longtime fans and new fans as well? Threading that needle may be more challenging than just launching a solid story and evolved gameplay given everything we've seen and heard up to now. If you like this video, hit subscribe and the bell button and head over to my live stream if you want to catch my larger channel where we do these every day. As always, I appreciate you watching. I'll see you in the next video. So this here at the end is is essentially my thoughts on the matter. How they can't afford another dud. They simply can't. And they have to thread the needle of... We need the combat and the game to appeal to both long-standing fans as well as new fans, and can they do that? Really, the picture I painted of the valley between Battle Royale and Arena, if they can bridge that gap and truly deliver something new, fresh, and exciting, this is a gamble that could pay off. I, I have my doubts. I really, really do. And it'd be amazing. It'd be amazing if they pull it off. It, it-, it could be huge to not just redeem the franchise but also bring back a classic like popular halo pvp environment um which hasn't been around for a long long time um um hang on a second okay cool wait what is this okay cool getting the emails just making sure we didn't have any coffee sales um be honest it's halo i think they can afford two more duds quit the franchise for 20 years then drag it out of the vault and make money i yeah i don't know about that i don't know you 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 lose momentum you just lose momentum with with your core audience and your new audience if you you drag it out too long um I'm going to read some comments on the poll. If you guys haven't taken the poll yet, Greg Brimstone says, OG Halo player from the original Xbox era here. We had LAN parties and everything. Even, I say, forget the old fans. Old school players are holding the game back. There's no reason why a game set in the future should feel decades behind the competition. Uh, a solid piece of feedback. I a lot of folks might feel this way. You know, the, 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 the long-standing fans you know are they holding the game back it's it's possible it's possible they're holding the game back that might have been a better question for today's poll as opposed to are you worried are long standing I mean weigh in right now chat if you feel like it do you think yes or no are long standing fans holding Halo back is it time for the game to really evolve itself beyond as I call it the dated rut it's a dated rut. It, it's going to keep the game in what I consider to be a, 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 a ditch. A ditch that's not going to help it long term. So chime in in chat while I read a couple more of these poll responses. Based on what was last showed, I can't deny that I'm worried that the game isn't ready yet. Hopefully I'm wrong and the showing is dope. Uh... Needs to rise to the occasion. Halo Infinite E3 gameplay just needs to rise to the occasion. It's 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 it's, it's a de- it's almost like a debut at this point, right? People are saying yes, yes to an extent, yes, yes. Let us sprint. Uh, I hated not being able to ads. It's a long-standing Fran franchise. Frick the Zoomers. <laughs> Akuta Papa says Halo can't change Halo 4 and 5 changed combat elements and the OG fans mostly hated it Uh, I want my beloved franchise to stay close to their roots but also slightly evolve it's tough how do you do that yeah you know how do you thread that needle that's why I think this last paragraph is is probably the best summary statement uh, of, of of what I think you know it's 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 where it's where it's where i i think they're they're they got to straddle between the two worlds and i don't know if they can i really really don't um you know it it's and this is not unique to halo let's not kid ourselves long-standing franchises are always going to struggle with this long-standing franchises are always going to struggle with this this is not a new challenge there, you know, the series needs to be reset like God of War did. The eternal conundrum games and movies have is to appeal to old and new audiences, but it's shocking that those minds can't take an existing story and make it pop with new tech. Think of it this way, Andres. Let's say I want to I design a Ford Model T car in, t- in the year 2021, okay? And I wanted to be faithful to the speed and the feel and the handling of a Ford Model T. I could put the greatest paint job, metal, like wheels, it could be shiny, it could look amazing. It'd be, oh, look at how good that Ford Model T looks. And then you sit in it and you drive it and you're like, I feel like I'm Amish like you <laughs> you would be like this thing is slow it handles like a buggy it's terrible I don't feel safe it you know it, it would be automatically shackled to a framework and a design that would make it feel like this just feels like a really dated car like I don't want to park this in my driveway I don't want to take this to work every day I'm gonna get run off the highway you know, the thing's max speed is 28.5 miles an hour. I don't know what the Ford Model T's max MPH was, but I think that's the, the, the biggest dilemma facing Halo is you can make it as pretty as all get out. You can make his armor shimmer and the metal shine and the day time night cycles move and the fog and the weather and the clouds and the sun. You can do all of that but if I feel like I'm moving around in dadgum cement and somebody injected my veins with oatmeal, I'm, it ain't gonna, ain't gonna matter. I'm like, this feels awful. This feels awful. Doesn't feel good. Feels dated. It feels slow. Cool. Nice shout-out. Nice nostalgic car, but I don't want to drive it. It doesn't feel good. You know? Electric Model T with all the modern amenities and accoutrements, plus four-wheel drive. That's right. I'm not knocking Halo when I say this, by the way. I'm not. The fact that we're even having this conversation is a testament to the fact that it's a long-standing and successful franchise that did something new, fresh, and amazing. But new, fresh, and amazing 17, 18 years ago ain't so new, fresh, and amazing anymore. Of course, there needs to be a compromise. Us being able to provide feedback in such a direct fashion weighs a lot. We're spoiled. You're right, pointing that out. Fun fact, the Ford Model T could get a blistering 45 miles an hour. Right, right, right. The mechanics and flow of 5 are good. It's very modern in 60 FPS. Well, and it got a lot of flack. They they failed to deliver on Warzone as a new game mode. They failed to deliver good multiplayer. People really disliked what they did with the story. Um, you know, it's 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 not uncommon it's not uncommon for games to they it, it, it has it has run the gamut as it were right it's 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 over it's it, it's run the gamut there is uh, there's only so much you can do uh, you know with a with a, with a given franchise before before you're gonna just run out of steam and I think they tried to innovate. They tried to innovate, they wanted to do new things, they wanted the game to feel fresh, and I think, fundamentally, they they broke a lot of rules that the, that the audience had, which isn't their fault. Uh, it's not their fault, but they broke a lot of those rules, and beyond that, they didn't include the centerpiece, Master Chief, he wasn't included enough. That irritated fans. You know, I mean, if and then, and then this is why I think they thought the gameplay was going was going to be enough. They were just going to sell people on the game. Yeah, there's Master Chief. There he is walking around looking dope, looking awesome. That's all we need. It's like you need a little bit more than that. You know. You you need you need a little bit more than that if you're really going to bring this franchise forward and They could be in what we would refer to as a feedback pendulum swing, where the feedback on 5 has over uh, been over realized and is influencing the, the, the development of Infinite too much, right? Like the 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 feedback on like not enough Master Chief and the combat was too evolved or whatever, if that feedback got too firmly firmly rooted in their in their foundational sort of you know uh, scaffolding building of the next game it could very much be one of the reasons they thought well we'll just slap master chief in there and make him look pretty and that's all we need and if the combat harkens back to the days of old people are really gonna celebrate that uh, nope it just didn't work you know. At the end of the day, pre-release, the fans set the tone. If you don't impress them before you release, the talk about the game will be a negative and full of doubt, raising consumer base expectations. That's right. Yo, it's good lightly. I never played Halo 4 or 5. I just started with Master Chief Collection last year because one of my buddies got it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first game was called Combat Evolved. Ha <laughs> hey at the time at the time it was it was considered you know it was considered to be uh, a combat evolved you know my life is here my day was going so well I know I know move move right past you know been hoping for just a jump a jump over the flint salt wall right and just straight flirt you know and light leap, light leap ruins it. He just he brings that <laughs> brings that stuffy German air, you know. You ain't missing anything by not playing four or five. Personally, I did not like them, but I've been playing since the original Halo. Well, yeah, I, I, I long-standing fans generally did not like four and five in large numbers. It was the the, the number the number of long-standing fans that enjoyed Halo four and five is you know it wasn't a majority it, it was it was pretty you know it, it was clear that there was like a bunch of preset ideas and rules about what they should do and they broke those rules and they got hammered for it you know what I mean um, he sold his PC don't care about destiny anymore we can be friends now good 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 <laughs> um, let's read a couple more comments on the poll about the E3 showing before we shift gears here Uh, Mike Apex says, I think they may have to reinvent the wheel at this point, which looks like they're heading in that way. New Halo games can't keep looking and feeling like the old days. Um, Halo uh, Infinite, um, I think it's Gameplay Multiplayer is what folks want to see. Gameplay Multiplayer. Halo Infinite Gameplay Multiplayer is a huge huge interest of, of, of the, the, the public right now. It's commonly, commonly looked for. That's something that everybody is sort of holding their breath on, which, if if my research is an indication of anything, they're going to give people what they want. People, at this moment, are, are in, in large, large numbers looking for that gameplay. They want to see Halo Infinite multiplayer gameplay. That's what they're looking for and because of that you're, you're, you're going to be dealing with the, the expectations then are hey, we, we need to deliver not just a, a good showing but you're going to have to have details multiplayer gameplay, you want a good story? well, listen, that they've got to understand that people want both you know they got to understand that people want both. No, you can't submit a question yet. Q&A is not currently open. It is meant to be a second part of the show value point that you've got to be here for. Um, We have to be a little rigid. Uh, we got to be a little rigid, uh, or it doesn't really function as a value point. It's meant to be something that happens with a live audience. Sigmund says, Graphics are reaching a saturation point these days. What I'm looking forward to is performance. Uh, for me, um, it's all about the gameplay. It's all about the gameplay. It needs to... Yeah, Q&A is back. It is members only, and we do it during the second half of the show every day. So, we stream for four hours. First two hours, it's the lead topic. It's the debate. It's the poll. Second half, it's all about you. We cover a variety of gaming news in the second half of the show. I got the Division Battlecat leak. Eight, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC leaks. I've got the Prince of Persia remake is skipping uh, Ubisoft forward. So if you've got questions about Halo or any of those subjects, we will be opening Q and A shortly. We'll be opening it shortly. Do you have a thumbnail for me to use for the post creature? Um, and get that in advance every day. I don't. I don't. I didn't make one. I might have made the be- the dangerous assumption that you were making it. I want solid resolution uh, to the Cortana and Chief story. Yeah, if you're invested in the story, I could imagine you're going to want to see things get resolved or get some of those planes to land. You know, um, that that I I don't think that's a that's not an out of out of left field expectation. Coach Gill says on the poll, as someone who has played Halo since Halo 1, as a kid, I'm looking for a fun Halo game, not a graphic masterpiece. From what I saw last year, the game looks fun and a return to form since Halo 5. Uh, I would think that the Halo E3 gameplay was targeted at you. Uh, It was. It was targeted at people like Coach Gill. Looking for a return to the basics. Looking for a return to... What people felt was missing and wrong with uh, Halo Five, you know, um, I, I, I would I would say I, I'm telling you, I would say that that is a uh, that's a significant um, that's a significant issue. Uh, they've 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 got to consider that long term in in the realm of you know. Do we, do we take the game outside of what our fans want, and do we risk, uh, do we risk that? Is is that something that we want to risk? I think that is the ultimate question beyond just sort of like a question of what do the fans want, what do new fans want, um, you know, um, let's see division. Uh, battle cat that's the that's the other topic. I'm, I'm having to I forgot to edit I we're doing this new thing you guys are gonna really really like it it's gonna it's gonna be interactive with what you guys um, commentate on uh, let's see Prince of Persia we're gonna have the the topics on screen and depending on what you submit a question about, uh, I will have them on screen. AC Valhalla DLC. We have to be careful about uh, spacing though. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be able to change the highlighted text according to uh, what you guys submit questions about. It's going to be really, really cool. I just went and had to type them all in there though. Um, so let me see there it is open original all that is sexy that is sexy (laughs) so here's kind of what the second half of the show is designed to do Uh, it's designed to shift into more than just Halo Infinite doesn't mean we're done talking about Halo Infinite by the way if you are a paying member you can submit questions uh, about either Halo Infinite or any of the topics on screen. Now, I'm going to run through the news on these topics. So maybe you don't know anything about what's going on with Prince of Persia, what's going on with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, right? What's going on with uh, this Division Battle Cat leak? Okay? So, if you're a paying member, if you're a paying member, We are going to be shifting into Q&A right now and you are able to submit questions in the YouTube chat with the question command. So uh, you can start doing that right now. I'm going to do a members-only post. A &A, Q&A... What the frick just happened? Q&A has started about the below... uh, About the topics below... Wait, hang on. Uh-uh. And then a link to the live, right? And this is for all channel members' image. And we'll go to the one that he made me. So if you're a member, you'll get these updates. You'll get these updates as a post. So submit your questions now uh, if you're a member and you'd like to ask about any of the various things. This is an opportunity for you to be included in the show Uh, this is an opportunity for you to be included in the show and have your questions, this is guaranteed basically like guaranteed interaction if you want to be involved Uh, title and thumbnail on the video will change as we shift gears and I'm going to take a brief break when I come back we will have your questions up on screen we'll have your questions up on screen uh, as long as you're using that question command and I'll be taking those uh, in a first come first serve basis so we appreciate the live audience interaction this morning you guys have been amazing as we shift into the second half of the stream click subscribe and the bell button and the like button to ensure that this video continues to get support throughout the day you may see some ads when I step away we do not run a lot of ads on the channel I do not not run uh, non-skippables so I'll be back in a moment you may see some ads don't go anywhere yes q a is open to any tier sub so get those questions submitted and then oops that's the wrong scene i'm gonna get the 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 spreadsheet pulled up and we will start looking at these human type person is the first submitted question uh i know it says tier two don't worry about that um and then I should be able to go to this scene, and wait, why are none of the, why is the cap card not showing? What? Is it behind it or something? I duplicated the scene, we should be good. Oh, wait. I just scroll to it. I was like, we tested all this last night. There we go. There we go. Uh, and he's talking about Halo. So you see, I can change I can change what were what's highlighted over there depending on what the person asks about. So when you submit your question, we we will display it on screen like this. This is a great scene that uh, that we got built uh that creature and i built well creature built it and then we kind of worked on it last night and um yeah the post i made the post the uh the members only post should have hit i go to community yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's there it's there so whenever we shift to the second half of the show we'll change the thumbnail and we'll go into q a and we'll take your questions uh why is the question yelling at us we're, we, use, we use caps on our, on our, on our uh, font usage so shut up Eugene so let's take the first question um, the first question is uh, coming in from human type person says how do you think they could potentially evolve Halo in a way that hooks in both new and old players typically their changes have only attracted one or the other is equipment the way to go Well, here's the thing. My my opinion on this is is largely based on the fact that I didn't play a lot of Halo PvP after Halo 1. So bear that in mind when I provide this feedback. I'm going to be making this feedback based off of not tons of gameplay, but more so based off of what I know to be sort of true in, like, the gaming environment and why why that would influence my decision if I was in charge, okay? So, at its core and at its heart, I think a game like Halo would need to offer what essentially is a classic playlist or classic environment. Now, this comes with all kinds of challenges with respect to fragmenting your player base matchmaking time uh you know if you've got too many things for people to choose from they 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 went through this in games recently if you've ever played a call of duty they always trim it down to a couple of game modes at the beginning so that way they can kind of funnel people accordingly right and so the reason that that i think they would need to do something like this is to give long-standing fans their own playground However, you would also then have to say for the new fans of Halo that want an experience that is, you know, fresh and and you know experimental, whatever you want to call it, whatever, whatever, you know, marketing lingo they want to use, you would then say, Hey, let's 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 try and capture new people with this. Okay? Now that asks a lot of questions. Well, what, what's going to attract new players? We debated this earlier, right? Battle Royale, arena, something in the middle, some sort of a hybrid that pulls from the arena roots, some sort of a hybrid that pulls from Battle Royale's popularity and delivers something new and fresh, like a fresh take, right? Now, right now, there's a game that just passed, I think, 5 million unique logins. I think that was the number knockout City, I think is what it's called. The 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 dodgeball battle royale game, right? Well it's not necessarily battle royale, but the dodgeball game, okay? There is room for innovation. There is room for growth in these areas. The danger is yeah, so two funnels, exactly. The danger with doing this, if, if, if they were to take my advice and they thought, yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to have like kind of like a classics playground and then we're going to have like the new shiny toy playground, right? The challenge, I think, in that realm is that you're going to have two funnels that don't end up ever getting to a capacity that's healthy. It's like what we said earlier, becoming a jack of all trades means you're a master of none. You know, that that that, that old adage that if you try to appeal to everyone, you end up appealing to no one, right? I, I, I think, I think that is one of the difficulties, right? Now, before we go into any more Q&A, this, this first one, I wanted to put on display so you guys could see what it looked like, give you a little taste, give you a little sample, and serendipitously it was about halo infinite but we need to cover we need to cover some of the other uh, some of the other topics as well so that you know exactly what the what you could maybe frame your questions about so let me quickly go through micro gaming news about the things that you may have clicked on seen in the thumbnail or that you're here for and while I'm doing this you can submit your questions, okay? So continue to submit those as paying members. Let's break down some of these topics so you know exactly what's going on if you've got uh, questions or ideas or things that you want to lean in about. And this first one is actually... Uh, I found this one pretty interesting. This this leak of this mashup between Division Splinter Cell and Ghost Recon. Um, Codename Battle Cat. And there has been DMCA claims filed on those uploads, the, the the images, so. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about Division Battle Cat, the leak about this new Ubisoft game that is a mashup of the Division, Splinter Cell, and Ghost Recon. I've also got an update on what has happened to the images that got leaked so make sure you watch the whole video for that. If you've never watched my content before, you like these shorter gaming news videos, be sure to hit subscribe, the bell button, and the like button, as that helps me and you if you don't want to miss the videos. So, a Tom Clancy, this has come from Games Radar. they reported on this, a Tom Clancy crossover game featuring The Division, Splinter Cell, and Ghost Recon could be on the way, according to... To a leak. Now, the supposed leak comes from a Twitter user named Zero Bytes who shared official looking images from the game referred to as the Division Battlecat, though it is not clear if that is a project name or the actual name for the game. If you're unaware, a lot of the times these developers have like private code names for their projects, so Battlecat could just be a code name. It might not be the name that the, the game actually ships under. Uh, The photos hint toward a role based player versus player first person shooter game with different modes. Now, here's the update, so they updated their article about this, so you need to know. The images have been taken offline with zero bytes explaining that they were removed as a result of a DMCA request. Though this means it will be harder to take a look at Battle Cat yourself ahead of whatever Ubisoft has planned, it does lend credence to the notion that the images were legit in the first place. You don't generally file DMCA on fake leaks or fake images, so this is, in a sense, a form of confirmation that those images are genuine. Now, if he shared them on Twitter and the Twitter account was not suspended, my question is, was this all planned and orchestrated? That'd kind of be my question. Like, is this a genuine leak? Because generally speaking, when you when you post things you're not supposed to on these platforms, you get in trouble. All right? Now, across the images, so let's give you some information on what the images actually showed. Across the images, four factions are shown off where the crossover elements become clear. One of the factions, called Echelon, is very clearly taking its cues from Splinter Cell. Two characters are seen sporting the Sam Fisher goggles, like the green, and then the defining trait is their stealth and subterfuge. Elsewhere, Ghost Recon breakpoints wolves are seen as battle-hardened mercenaries that can take a lot of punishment. The cleaners are DPS specialists, cleaners are from the division, and then lastly, Outcasts are the final faction shown, and they're the healer class. Now, it's never stated across the images, but it would appear that these factions would be mixable creating round teams, rounded teams of tanks, healers, and damage dealers. So, it would be like a game where you have somebody, you know, from from the Splinter Cell franchise on your team and they're kind of sneaky, and then you're the DPS guy, you're a cleaner from the Division. It's beginning to sound a little overwatchy. That makes sense, as one of the modes sounds very much like Blizzard's hero shooter. Uh, In one of the images, an escort mode is called out specifically. This will see attackers trying to push an objective through checkpoints while defenders try to stop progress. The game does not seem, oh, I'm sorry, the game does seem to feature a more traditional arena type mode called Ringleader. Players drop rings when killed and they can be picked up. The player on each team with the most rings becomes the ringleader and must hold on to the rings for 30 seconds to bank them while the other team tries to hunt them down. So kind of a mixture of, like, kill confirmed and some other modes as well. So, this could be in line with some of the things that we have seen from UB about you got Heartland coming, and they talked about other franchises that they wanted to lean into, uh, other free-to-play games Inside their own sort of franchises and existing worlds. So we'll look for more information on this with Ubisoft Forward coming out very, very soon. And we have another video about Prince of Persia on that subject as well. If you like these videos, hit subscribe, the bell button, and the like button. And I'll see you in the next one. So. There you have it. If you've got questions about that, if you want to talk about that, feel free to submit a question right now in chat. When we're done with the micro gaming news segment, we will switch over to answer your questions. As long as you're a paying member, you can use that question command. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, This is something we're trying to now combine micro gaming news with the Q&A interaction with the live audience so we appreciate you being here the next story is about the Prince of Persia remake uh, and why it's skipping Ubisoft or why why, why I think it's skipping Ubisoft forward Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's about Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time Remake, and what's going on with this title. It's been delayed. It's not going to Ubisoft Forward. I got the official information for you here, as well as my own theory about why it's probably skipping Ubisoft Forward. If you like these videos, these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe, the bell button, the like button, and check out my live stream. There's a link below, so you can be here when I break all this news down with a live audience, as well as Q&A. So, Uh, Gematsu reported on this, Gematsu.com, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time Remake, which was most recently delayed from its planned March 18 release date to an unannounced date, it's now going to launch in 2022. Publisher Ubisoft and developers Ubisoft Poon, uh, that's a weird name, and Mumbai confirmed. So they have confirmed that this is getting delayed and pushed into 2022. That's going to be a common theme as 2021 ends. We've continued to talk about anything end of this year is sort of dangling over the proverbial ledge of just getting shoved into 2022. Now, additionally, Prince of Persia Sands of Time Remake will not appear in the Ubisoft Forward broadcast. So if you're interested in anything Ubi, make sure June 12th, At noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, make sure and tune in on my main channel. We will be covering all of the E3, UB, Bethesda, all of the events. We'll be covering those on my main live stream channel and breakdowns and little short segments like this will land over here. Now, if Prince of Persia Sands of Time Remake is not going to be there, that's kind of an indication of a handful of things. It was announced for release on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC you will see there, absent from that list, is PlayStation 5 and Series X, which means the game would be then backwards compatible, not necessarily then built, updated, or running at the full power of those platforms. This could be one of the reasons they are not showing it at Ubisoft Forward. They want to go back and add those upscaled versions, whether they're going to be adding 60 FPS modes, performance modes, ray tracing. With the launch of uh, this week, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and its performance modes and all of the debates surrounding Horizon Forbidden West before its, you know, performance modes were announced, it's it's probably a part of the equation with respect to why we're not going to be seeing anything anytime uh, soon. Now, here's a full message from the developers. This is what they had to say to you if you're anxiously awaiting this game. Hello, Prince of Persia fans. Ubisoft Forward is around the corner, and we wanted to use this time to thank you for the amount of support you have shown us in the past year. As you might have already read, Prince of Persia The Sands of Time Remake will not be in Ubisoft Forward. We are making great progress for our game to release next year, but we are not ready to share any additional information just yet. We will share an update as soon as we are ready. Until then, we wanted to express our appreciation for your continuous support as well as your patience with us on our journey. We're looking forward to the moment when we will be able to share more with you. Now, to me... The fact that they don't say anything about we don't have any updated gameplay, we don't have any new gameplay, they're talking about they don't have additional information or an update. It sounds as if the game itself is undergoing changes from maybe what they originally spec'd out and scoped out. This means that they don't want to show gameplay or update you until they're ready to answer some of those questions. The more that the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 get in circulation, the more games are going to have to answer those tough questions about whether or not they have a native version that you can install, or if you'll be playing the game by way of the backwards compatibility. So right now, if you're tuning into Ubisoft Forward for all their information, you're not going to hear a thing about Prince of Persia Remake. You'll have to wait. As always, we'll be covering all the various gaming news uh, and topics on my main channel and then uploading them over here to the Shorts channel. If you're watching this in either place, I'll see you in the next video. <clears throat> yeah, how do you pronounce that? Is it pune Because it's spelled like tune, right? T-u-n-e, like the t- like a tuning fork. Is it a city in India? Am I saying it right? Obviously, in America, if you spell that slightly differently, that word is not uh, that word is not a just a normal you know work a day work term. <sighs> <clears throat> so it does have a different pronunciation. Okay, okay. I see you guys submitting questions. Thank you for doing that. If you're just tuning in, we're going through a lot of different gaming news topics, and we got our last one for the for this segment. Before I start reading through your questions, this one's about the Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, DLC leak. This was this is planned for later. Um, it's pronounced Puna. Oh really? Hang on. Let's just look this up. It's a city, right? Poon City pronunciation. Puna, it says. It says Puna. The pronunciation from Google. Puna. Sorry. I should have looked that one up. That one obviously kinda of took me for a little bit of a swing there. I was like, oh my gosh, what the frick? Um <laughs> Puna. Uh, not nah, nah, as in, well, that might've been what you meant, quiet, shy girl. Nah, as in like N-U-H. who uh, uh uh So, there we go. We're learning, we're learning, uh, about how to pronounce other city names. If you're new to the stream or here right now, and you want to get involved in the conversation or the chat or the Q&A, uh, we are trying to take this second half of the show and give you that opportunity to be involved. So, chat. Stop sleeping on me in the second half of the show. I'll chop the second half of the show. <laughs> I'll chop it. I will. Quit going to sleep on me. All right, two thirty-seven thirty. Here we go. This is the AC uh, DLC. All right, here we go. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC leaks. Uh, This is with respect to the next DLC coming out, not the most recent one. If you enjoy these short gaming news videos that we upload on our Shorts channel, always remember to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss out on these videos. And be sure to check out my main channel where I record them. There should be a link below. It's where we do the live streams so games radar reported on this and according to French leaker Jonathan who previously uncovered traces of a third DLC pack for the game via data mining the second DLC for Assassin's Creed Valhalla which is called the siege of Paris will be set in the kingdom of Francia uh, a few years after the events of the base game in 885. 885 so we know the name The Siege of Paris now the most recent one that that just launched I think like a couple of weeks ago was I believe Wrath of the Druids I've not gotten to check out the game yet now we do gameplay on this channel we also have our gaming channel SNTR Gaming where I do like maybe like more like indie titles and let's plays as well as gaming requests and we did have somebody request AC Valhalla now I don't know how much I'm going to get accomplished in two hours but we will be checking out that game very very soon details found in the game's source code according to the leaker included its synopsis and suspected release date which according to the playstation store it's going to arrive november the 9th happy birthday to me uh, this year 2021 however this is theorized to just be a placeholder at the moment that seems like a great launch window though early november launches are very common i've had a lot of games and dlcs launch the week of my birthday so that's why i know that it, it's that's actually a good week for launches typically now as for the potential synopsis here's what jonathan has uncovered the kingdom of francia which is under the rule of a single king charles the fat that's a great name the great grandson of charlemagne has waged a war against the norse in francia uh, the England is uh, uh, with to be next Ravensthorpe must make new allies in Francia to avoid the threat of conflict. The synopsis also details that a visitor will arrive at Ravensthorpe dock to launch the adventure. So we don't really know what that means NPC I, I don't I I wouldn't think a new playable character, but a visitor is going to arrive uh, to launch the adventure. Probably an NPC story driver. Also revealed alongside these details is the DLC's potential exclusion of the Hidden Ones, the first official incarnation of the Assassin Brotherhood, which was founded in Egypt in 47 BCE. In Jonathan's video, the leaker states that one of the lines of dialogue found in the game's source code, which is apparently spoken by Eivor, or somebody else, reads, Just as they were in England, the Hidden Ones seem absent in Francia. What treasures could they have left behind? So, if you've been playing this game, this is essentially the 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 next synopsis, story, and l- potential launch date and title for Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC. Now, I have heard a lot of criticism about the game uh, with respect to it being too dense, too much to do, too many fetch quests. There was also recent articles indicating that the lead character was supposed to be a woman, according to both things inside the game as well as dialogue, but they give the option to play as both. Kind of waiting to see if a title like this will take that option away from you as many said that assassin's creed odyssey was really meant to be played as cassandra uh, and with far cry 6 around the corner doing something similar danny rojas is the lead and yet you can choose to play as a man all the marketing for the ac valhalla game certainly did not center around a female lead so curious to see if this franchise ever sort of breaks from that mold uh, as this game wanted to, it seemed, but then decided not to. And I've actually never played it, so as far as the density and the fetch quest criticism, I can't really speak to it. I can only echo what I've heard. As always, if you like this video, hit like, share, subscribe, and the bell button, and maybe check out my live channel linked below, and I'll see you in the next video. Okay, so we can now shift to uh, to Q&A uh, if for you guys that have uh, submitted the questions um, we already kind of answered human type person's question about uh, Halo Infinite um, Washington Post, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is the best Playstation exclusive since Bloodborne, well there you go the reviews are pouring in about Ratchet and Clank um, what, what's the problem Mm-mm. <clears throat> <clears throat> did I do something did I do something wrong, creature? What did what that's what we agreed upon, right? We're supposed to do the shorts, and then go into rolling into QA. I didn't do anything wrong in order or something, did I? Um Yeah, QA is back. Gotta be a paying member. We got a decent amount of questions submitted already. Um You gotta give me more than emotes, man. You're making me you're making me like I'm confused. Um next question is also about the lead topic of today Halo Infinite this question comes from Robert Jones do you think Microsoft could afford to make a halo a non-exclusive title available for Sony users I cannot see them ever wanting to do this given their recent purchase of uh, Bethesda um, I would think um, um, I, I would I would think I would think that they would they would never consider doing this um, for a handful of reasons. Number one, they've invested a lot and spent a lot of money on this. um, So I can't see them doing that. Um, uh, 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 Don't start Q&A before the micros. I follow the logic behind it, but it hurt. I I just think you're overanalyzing. Like, a slight, a slight change in what we planned is not why we, we lost everybody before I did that that's not why, you're getting in my head man, we gotta do breakdowns after um, it's just so it's just distracting um, <clears throat> uh, I can't see them doing this they've invested too much blood and treasure into the franchise to let other consoles have it um, there's just no way there's absolutely no way <clears throat> Microsoft is heavily investing in the idea that their platform is where you're going to be able to enjoy certain titles. It would be way outside of, of the norm and way outside of what, they, um, what they're supposed to do with their platform. What they've said they're aiming to do if they suddenly took one of their flagship titles and slammed it on to other platforms. I mean, you're talking about Halo. You know what I'm saying? Like they just bought Bethesda. There's a good chance that the next Elder Scrolls is a Microsoft exclusive title. Same with Doom, you know? <clears throat> Same with Fallout. <clears throat> if they're if they're aiming at snagging those titles and making them exclusive, I can't see them ever letting go of Halo. They're just there's just no there's just no way. They're doing everything they can to snag titles from other platforms, not the other way around. You know, um, and and it would it would be it would be contrary everything they've said and done publicly. It'd be contrary uh, to all of that. It really, really would. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know. No way. Most unlikely thing to ever happen. Uh, Okay. So, do you think that we'll be building a new story? From the ground up, like a reboot, or do you think they'll go all in on the forerunners and already established lore? Now, this person's name is literally underscore. I don't know why they let that be a name, but it's your it's your name, underscore. Do you think they'll be building a new story from the ground up, like a reboot, or do you think they'll go in all run? I don't know what you're asking about here. I'm assuming you're asking about Halo Infinite. Um, they're certainly they're certainly not rebooting it they're building on the existing story so i feel like i feel like we we know uh the answer to this already so it's 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 a it's a return of of master chief but it's not yeah it's not a reboot at all it isn't so if you're just tuning in we're doing a live q a session for our members it's something we do on the second half of our live show so thank you so much for being here Next question from Aku de Papa: What would happen to the other Halo modes when one side of the fan base thinks they are owed more than the other? Now, this is related to a question we already had about what would I do, right? What would I do if I was in charge? Like, how do you appeal to both new fans and old fans? What do you do? And I said you'd need like a classic funnel, right? But you'd also, you'd also need a new funnel. And what Akuta Papa is asking is, well, what do you do when one side of the fan base thinks they're owed more than the other? Maybe their playlist needs more love, more modes. Maybe their playlist is dwindling and not a lot of people are playing it. Like, at that point in time, you'd honestly have to go with engagement and. You'd have to go with engagement as well as. Money. I mean, I hate to say it, but you'd have to go with who's playing, who's spending, Where where's the revenue coming from at that point in time? Is it coming from the new fans or the old fans? Who's engaging with the game the most? You have to You have to do a lot of this based on demand. If they were to attempt to appeal to both new and old members of the franchise, fans of the franchise, and one side is clearly responding more positively than the other, well, then you have your answer. You have your answer. They're going to look at engagement if they try and attract, let, let's just hypothetically say, they try and attract a bunch of new players to Halo, and that side of the game and those playlists just freaking die. They just fall flat on their face. Well, do you think they're gonna double down on that? No. They'll be like, well, let's back the winning horse here. If this side of the Halo franchise is taken off, I mean, look at what Epic did to Paragon when Fortnite took off. You gotta respond, you know what I mean? you got to respond to the demand if you don't respond to the demand you're you're always going to be left with this sort of conundrum of are we splitting ourselves too thin you know are we are we are we putting ourselves in an environment where we we are going to be as i said a a jack of all trades and a master of none that's the dilemma. When you try to appeal to everyone, this is another thing we've said over the years, when you try to appeal to everyone, you end up appealing to no one. These are the risks that you take. When you attempt to bridge the gap between these two generations of of potential Halo fans, You're you're gonna get lost in the valley. Not only are they trying to bridge the gap between two two sides of of a player base and, and they might end up in the valley and not be successful, they're also trying to bridge the gap between two eras of gaming, Arena Shooter and Battle Royale. Can they bridge that gap? Can whatever they come out with be appealing to both sides? Well, that remains to be seen. Next question from Dracus Pander. With the revenue diversification Microsoft has done via Game Pass, buying studios, microtransactions, and crossplay, do you feel less pressure to give their all to make Halo an innovative smash hit? Absolutely not. No, I don't think they feel less pressure. If anything, they probably feel more pressure because, listen, you can have all the features in the world. You can have Game Pass, Play Anywhere, xCloud, Cloud. You know, Phil Spencer can can talk a great game and talk a good talk, but if your flagship title falls on its face, that's not good. That's not good. There is a public... um, there, There is a public element here. Public consumer confidence is related to everything they're trying to sell, okay? Everything they're trying to sell there is a public element. So, your confidence in Microsoft's platform, whether you want to admit it or not, is linked to just, is linked to how well Halo does. Now, it might be a weak link for you. You might be like, well, I love the platform even if Halo does poorly. Yeah, Halo can do poorly. I'm, I'm fine. I love Game Pass. I love all the stuff that I get, right? I love all the stuff that I get. You, you, you're, you're in hook, line, and sinker no matter what there are people right now that either aren't doing uh, they aren't doing Game Pass maybe they're not a part of the features and I think Halo could be a catalyst for them to step into that pool Microsoft wants you in their subscription funnel they're not even trying to hide that fact when they talked about the Bethesda acquisition they weren't shy they are like we want, uh, th- wherever Game Pass lives, we want it to be amazing. What, what's that mean? They're not focused on getting you to buy a console. They're not focused on getting you to buy micros. They want you in their subscription funnel. And then everything else comes along with it. Then you are buying the micros. Then you're checking out Halo Infinite. Then you're checking out whatever they throw on Game Pass. That's their point. That's their goal. Every month, Game Pass user base grows. Every month and it's gonna be a very enduring funnel of subscriptions for one simple reason every month there's new stuff for you to get and you don't want to lose any of the stuff that you have because of game pass every time you interact with their storefront it says discounted with game pass free with game pass you're constantly being shown that your experience on that platform is significantly better with game pass now the only way you get people to, to 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 flip over and convert on that, they have to be confident not just in the value that they'll get, but in the platform itself. Halo's linked to that. Microsoft's not just gonna shrug, yeah, it can flop, it's fine, we have game pass. No. They want Halo to be a, a dominant name and title in the industry. Because that's a huge funnel of people that might actually hit their game pass funnel. There's a Raccoon Detective game up on Game Pass today that might interest you. What's it called? We might be checking that one out. I was trying to get a code for a game that launched today called Backbone. Is that it? I think, yeah, I think that's the one. We were trying to get a code for that to play today. If I don't get a code, we may check it out tomorrow. We're trying to get in good with indies by getting codes and then covering them on this channel. We did that yesterday with... um, mighty goose and then today we'll be checking out blade assault which is actually looking like a pretty promising rogue platformer now you guys know me i get about two hours into a rogue and i'm ready to throw my phone uh and break a controller uh but it gives you guys the opportunity to see games and decide whether or not you want to buy them so we do gameplay in the second half of the show uh, next question is from the real King Salty. Do you think 343 is trying too hard and being overly ambitious with injecting too many gameplay ideas into Halo Infinite, and not focusing on what hey, what made Halo what it is, or do you think it is time for Halo to change? There's no right answer here. The only right answer is what drives sales ultimately at the end of the day whether you, listen we we can talk all day about the art of of video games and what should developers do and what should developers prize and, and prioritize right and we can debate that till the cows come home but at the end of the day they're trying to sell video games, that's what they're trying to do what is going to drive purchases of Halo that's why I, I, I don't know if there's one single right answer here. They could put all chips on the table and bank on nostalgia and bank on the fan base and, and bank on getting those people in the game and it could f- just fall and flop and be friggin' terrible. I happen to think their showing last year proved at least one thing that we can say definitively is that nostalgia and the classic halo gameplay loop and the master chief draw, okay? I don't think is that strong. I really don't. I think it's there. I think there were people that will defend halo no matter what nugget gets crapped out. They'll they'll play it and think it's amazing no matter what, okay? Cuz that's just they just love halo. But I think to me it was very very clear from that showing last summer you need more than just here's more halo right so if they were to focus on completely injecting all these new gameplay ideas and doing a bunch of fresh new things and evolving the game okay that may not be the right answer either because you're gonna lose your initial base this is the dilemma with a long-standing franchise. Okay, let me, let me let me try to paint a picture for you. Let's say there is a portion of the gaming audience that has either never played Halo because they're not interested, or they played it and didn't like it, okay? So, if they've never played it and they're not interested, or they've played it and didn't like it, they have a presupposition and a bias about Halo. Meaning, they're very unlikely to convert and buy Halo. Longstanding franchises are always facing this dilemma. They made up their mind about your game five or six years ago, and they're not even going to give you the time of day. They're not going to watch your trailers, your announcements, they're not even going to look at you in the store. You're not even going to get a chance to win them over. Those people are in the pool with everybody else. It's like uh, it's like the undecided uh, voter situation, right? There's all these undecided people, and if you're trying to appeal to those people, they're all in the same bucket of not buying and have not played or don't like Halo. They're all intermixed in there. The, uh, th- the key would be, how do you market to the people who are potential new fans, there are people that you're you're wasting your breath on. You are wasting your breath on them. They're never gonna buy your game, right? They're they're never gonna touch Halo. And sitting right next to them in the same crowd, in the same audience spectrum, is somebody who's like, Well, you know, I've I've never played Halo, but what what do you guys got? You know, what what are you guys doing? So I don't know if there's a right answer here. They could they could try to target the new. They could try to target the old. Trying to target both could also end up diluting the game and make it feel like it doesn't really have a soul. I think it's time to retire Master Chief. Either give him a heroic death or wounds that force him to retire, and then make the next game about the new Spartan that's supposed to be you. Yeah, and then completely convert it into like an RPG, like looter shooter or something. Maybe you become you know you would you would it would be called Halo Spartans or something. I mean, again, again, that could be a huge, massive hit, um, that could be a huge, massive hit, but it doesn't, it does, it does not mean that that's the right call, it doesn't mean that's the right call, there are, there are so many different ways to, to, to skin this that could end up just completely backfiring, you could do market research you could do market research you could do you could you could comb over all feedback on on halo that's available on the internet and you could try and craft a game that 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 fits that bill and you end up failing because you end up you end up in a in a a realm of yeah this isn't really game doesn't really have a soul right think about what we said about Necromunda Hired Gun Necromunda Hired Gun Necromunda Hired Gun attempted to borrow from what seemed like 8 different types of shooter and then at the end of the day it felt like the game had no soul it was like what is this I don't even know what I'm really playing now if you just ignore the bugs and glitches of Hired Gun just ignore them it, d- it just ends up feeling like a game that doesn't grab you Halo could fall into the same pit. Long-standing franchises face these challenges. It's not unique to Halo. Call of Duty faced it. They tried to innovate. Wall running. Ultimate moves that look like something out of an RPG with ground slamming and lightning and, and everyone's like, what is this? Double jumping, wall running. Gimme boots on the ground. Now. Call of Duty somehow <laughs> somehow managed to get the ship off. It, it they, they had run aground. That, that 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 franchise had run aground, and they got the ship off of the bank and back out into in, in, into blue waters. And and they're 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 so successful right now. They have a cheater problem, but Call of Duty Warzone is unbelievably successful. And it's some, according to one of the people working on it, it's some of the best Call of Duty that they, they've ever cranked out. They're, they're doing fantastic. They took a tarnished household name, polished it up, set it back out to sea. And look, look at you go. Look at it go. Right? Can Halo do that? Yeah? Did I see anything last summer that says they're on their way? No. <laughs> <laughs> no Call of Duty has 10 studios working on 4 different games but that's not why Warzone is successful Sven the 10 studios working on games is in response is in response to the success that they've had recently the, the 10 studios working on Call of Duty is a new development that is not what led to Warzone's success I, I, if you tried to talk about what got Call of Duty back on the horse that would actually be a really interesting subject What was it? What did they recapture? Is it the maps? Is it return to boots on the ground? Is it the fact that PUBG kind of runs like garbage and this delivers the large-scale Battle Royale feel, but in the Call of Duty, you know, crisp shooting movement world? Did did Apex set up the runway? Because Apex gives you... The respawn engine, movement, sliding, shooting, but Apex has classes, abilities. It has awful third-party. You uh, it's got a lot of things about it that make it tough to play. Call of Duty also implemented a game called uh, Plunder. Me, Mister Anti PVP. Me, Mister Anti Battle Royale. I got so sick of them. I thought Plunder was a smash hit. I was like, this is exactly what BR needs. It's fun. There's a sense of movement. There's a sense of strategy. I can keep dropping. It didn't feel like the gimmicky modes that, that Fortnite tried where you could do that, where you like you just, you just keep landing with guns. I don't know. It'd be an interesting discussion. It's it is it is possible. It's also free, right? Yeah, it's also free. It is possible. I said this in my talk. 343 is gambling on the larger game mode, Battle Royale esque arena mode-esque free-to-play they're trying to put everything in and they're like alright, this recipe could be a hit have you ever done that? You make a mixed drink or you make like a recipe, you put everything in and there's that moment where like, you first are tasting it and you're like this is terrible or oh wow this is really good, I don't know man I, 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 I couldn't tell you what's going to happen but I will say this if Halo Infinite ends up being a shining star in the Halo franchise, it will not be because of the campaign. It will not be because of the single-player combat. It won't. It's gonna be because of the multiplayer. I do not think they can do enough with the, with the campaign, with the story, and with the combat in the single player environment, I don't think they can do enough. I think there's too much of a ceiling on Halo to make that memorable. I think it could be good, understand what I'm saying, I think it could be good, I don't think it's going to be memorable. If it's- if Halo Infinite ends up being a shining star in the crown of the franchise, right? It's not going to be in the center, it's not going to be like Halo 2 or Halo 3, okay? It's not going to be one of the the big crown jewels, but if it ends up being one of the crown jewels of the franchise, it's going to be because of the multiplayer. It's not going to be because of the single-player combat and story. You can write that down. I just don't think so. I don't think they can do enough. Even if it's a 10 out of 10 story in campaign... It, it's not going to be memorable. No one's going to think back and be like that was the greatest Halo campaign ever. It's too. It is too limited. There's too many guardrails on the franchise that would allow that to happen. But the multiplayer, the multiplayer could be a smash hit if they get it right. That's 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 my prediction. Infinite supposedly live service PVE like Destiny. If they get that right, ah, yeah, maybe maybe big mouth. I'm talking about campaign and combat though, I'm talking about campaign and combat not being memorable. What's the most likely thing to be memorable for Halo? What's the most memorable thing now when people talk about it? Eh, it's the multiplayer, the esports, the ranked, you know. Now some people really will talk about certain campaigns, but I don't know. And what 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 Weezy is saying is exactly why it's the more likely horse to win the race. I'm, I'm going to try the Halo multiplayer. It's free. I'm not going to buy the game. A lot of people are going to say literally what Wheezy just wrote in chat. Which means if I'm backing a horse, if I'm, at the, if I'm watching, if I'm looking at the stats right now and I'm betting on a pony at the races, I'm betting on Halo Infinite's multiplayer. That's where I'm putting my money. If you tell me right now, Lono, you got to put money on a horse. Which one are you backing? Oh, the multiplayer for sure. The, the campaign and the combat and the campaign, that's a dead horse. That's going to be a limping horse. I can already tell. It's too much baked into the crust. It's too it's too it's too boxed in as a as a franchise. But the multiplayer, yeah, the multiplayer could be a hit. As a Halo nerd, I'm offended, but you're 100% right. Yeah. That's where I'd put my money. Next question from the audience, from Ink Sanity. Uh, We're talking, he switched the topic. AC Valhalla. See that little interaction thing I did right there? Pretty cool, huh? AC Valhalla, he says... um, The current uh, Assassin's Creed DLC is 50 powerable to jump in early game. If the next one follows that trend, would you be interested in playing more when not needing 100 plus hours in the base game to jump in? I might try to convince Sven to... Kick his game request down the down the down the road a ways. Well, well, you know what? I guess I could do his game request and play the most recent DLC and jump in to give you guys a look at like this is what it looks like when you jump into Assassin's Creed Valhalla and you just click on the DLC. If I can jump into Wrath of the Druids and do that, I may do that for Sven's request. Who wants to watch me play early game AC Valhalla right now? Well, nobody. <coughs> but if they make it that accessible DLC, I'll tell you what, I love I absolutely love games like that, they're so satisfying and fun do you want to know the honest to goodness truth I keep going back to Ghost of Tsushima and I was clearing the map and doing all the little things and doing all the little errands and I'm going to do all the little side missions do you want to know why, I just find it satisfying the only reason I don't do it on stream is because the business doesn't allow for it It's not your fault, but it's your fault. (laughs) It's not your fault, but it's your fault. It's the viewer's fault. Viewers don't support games like that long term. You're going to watch part 36 of Lono clearing AC Valhalla or part 24 of Ghost of Tsushima Lono clearing the map. No, you're not. Get the frick out of here. You'll say it and 100 people next year be like, I'm not, I'm not tuning in for that crap. Some of you would be here no matter what I'm doing. I could be carving a a statue out of styrofoam and you'd watch. and It'd be noisy and squeaky and terrible and you'd freaking watch. Most people are not going to watch a streamer play games like that to their absolute breaking point limit every every piece of the map. That's the main reason I don't play games like that. I cleared the Spider-Man map. Loved it. I almost cleared Horizon Zero Dawn's map but then Breath of the Wild was about to come out so I kind of rushed the ending. I love that. So relaxing. Even if it gets copy pasta, even if it gets samey, I don't know. There's something comforting about it. There's something safe. You know what to do. You know what's expected. You've done this mission before. You've fought this type of enemy before. You know? You know what's expected of you. I love games like that. So I would certainly be interested in jumping in when that comes out. So, good question from Ink Sanity next question from Arch Enigma Um, this one centering on the Division Battle Cat leak in regards to the Battle Cat leaks, do you think this is what Ubisoft was alluding to when they said they were looking to go more free to play or is it just the beginning of that push, oh no 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 this is 100% in line with the Ubisoft free to play evolution no doubt in my mind no doubt in my mind these two are related they are there this is so gaming is evolving right now and i think the one of the biggest developments in the evolution of gaming is the notion of free to play right the notion of how free to play can be a very very powerful funnel for interaction and success as we just referenced warzone well before warzone it was fortnite right and so that evolution's going to continue and companies like Ubi if, if 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 I'm speaking you know as like a Ubisoft strategy planner or something what they're saying is we have established franchises that we can tap into and shove them in a free-to- play PvP game It's a match made in heaven right now. When you hear about a video game that's going to mash together Splinter Cell, Ghost Recon, and The Division, and it's going to be free, how, do you know how many people are like, well, sign me up for that? <laughs> well, I'll check that game out. That sounds great, right? It's actually a really, really smart strategy. <clears throat> now, Battle Cat has got to be a code name because that name is terrible. So, that's got to be a code name. <laughs> There's no way... <laughs> There's no way that's the launch title, okay? Now, I'm with Sigmund in chat. I would love another Splinter Cell. Do you know what I really, really want from a Splinter Cell? I want it to feel like they've injected it with just enough of what's, like, Spider-Man and Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War feel like. If they could take Splinter Cell and sprinkle it with some of those influences, ooh, oh, that'd be a tasty, tasty dish. Splinter Cell's great, but it, it needs to do kind of the doom, disappear for a while, and come back, and be completely new, fresh, evolved, and awesome. But I'm telling you, if there were moments of, like, the hand-to-hand, and the shooting, and the sneaking, and they could tap into what makes... Those games, so good, so good. Oh my gosh, Spider-Man, Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, oh, there. D- days Gone, Days Gone, the shooting mechanics and how that game feels, bring that to Splinter Cell, dude, first person Splinter Cell, okay, listen, big mouth strike, we disagree on a lot of things, you just, you need to leave for the day, okay, absolutely not. You can't do first person splinter cell. Just just take the day off, okay? (laughs) Take the day off. That would no one would want that. No, I need to see Sam Fisher. I need to see my gear. I need to see the goggles. I need it. You can't do first person splinter cell would be awful. I'm telling you right now, they could. Right? They they could they could do it and it could be awesome. It could be really, really fun. I love that franchise. Do you want to know what would would make it tough? Is the voice acting. Can they get the voice actors back? At the very least, can they get Sam Fisher? You know? Is that a rock? (laughs) My favorite thing about throwing rocks in Days Gone is the genuine voice acting. Who's throwing rocks? Is someone throwing rocks? Is that a rock? Like, that's exactly what you would do. You would see a rock, and you'd be like, wait a minute. What is going on? Why are people throwing rocks? I don't understand what's going on. Uh if you're just tuning in what you're seeing on screen are questions submitted by paying members to the channel we do a live stream Monday through Friday you are in the second half of the show this morning we covered the Halo Infinite news about the E3 gameplay why I'm kind of concerned uh, and then over there you can see the other topics that we covered Division Battlecat leak, Prince of Persia the remake and the AC Valhalla DLC leaked details if you're a paying member you can submit a question about those topics and I cover it right here now, as a non-Halo fan, Zinthos says, how important is it to you for the game to be modern and relevant in the current gaming landscape over satisfying other older fans? So if you're asking me personally, okay, if you're asking me personally, I think they should have completely reinvented combat in Halo. I think they should have just completely reinvented it. Right? In, in, in my mind, in my mind, you tried... To straddle the fence in Halo Five, you try to evolve, you try to be faithful, and then the loyalists just beat the snot out of you for your attempts. In my opinion, it's time to move. It's time to move on. I wanted to, this is this is what I honestly thought they were doing with that Halo Infinite trailer. If you remember the gameplay trailer from last year, this is what I thought they were doing. I thought they were showing this is what Halo has always looked like and felt like, and I thought we were going to have a wizard of oz you know opening of the door no more black and white wham the color hits your eyeballs right you remember that you remember that mo moment in in wizard of oz right i thought that's what was about to happen i thought master chief was going to like punch an enemy and all of a sudden it was going to be like and his his armor was going to be like reactive and change and his gun and all of a sudden he was gonna be engaging in combat in this increased speed and fluidity. So it would almost be the trailer would have been sort of a this is where we've come from, this is where we've been, this is where we're going. That's what I would have done. and if the and if the loyal fans would have been like, I can't believe it, not not my halo. Not my Halo would have trended. You know what I said? Fine. Don't buy it then. Don't buy it. Go away. Go away. We've we've made enough for you. We're making a new Halo. It's a new generation of Halo. That's what I would have done. Now... The risk there, there's risks on both sides here. The risk with my plan, like if I was in charge, that risk is new fans would say, eh, it still looks like Halo, eh, eh, pass. So then you're getting hit from both ends. You're getting a right hook and then a left jab. It's like the fans are like, nope, not my Halo, and then left jab, eh, I don't, I'm not really interested. Doesn't really look like Halo. It doesn't really, it still looks like Halo so I, 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 th- th- that's the thing is this is the tightrope they're walking on the tightrope that they're walking on is uh, <laughs> you, how do you appeal to people who have already decided they don't like your franchise I think you take the risk though because what would all the headlines be see here this this is it this is it the the free advertising from the ravenous fan base criticisms the not my halo do you want to know this is counterintuitive do you want to know what that would do it would make everybody outside the franchise say oh maybe I'll check that one out yeah yeah the long-standing fans the the fanboys are saying it's not their halo well uh, I think I might try it then I never liked halo if it's if it's departing that significantly from its roots, well then I'm yeah, you know, I'll check it out. Sign me up. I'm not saying it would work, but I'm just saying that could function as a form of marketing for the game. Like if hashtag NotMyHalo trends and articles are written and videos are made, the larger gaming world would say Oh, well, maybe I'll check that out. Let me watch this trailer. Oh, that actually looks kind of hot. I think I'll check that out. It reminds me of Titanfall. It reminds me of fill in the blank. And then they, you know, people are going to, you know, people are going to, you know, potentially flock uh, to support it. Master Chief loses his armor, becomes a survival game. <laughs> now, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You can't completely change genre. I'm talking about staying in the genre and being faithful to a really great shooter with great combat. I'm talking about evolving the game beyond the, the rut and the sort of the boxed-in low ceiling that they feel like they've got to stay in in order to play it safe. I think I think that ultimately is uh, is where is where I would I would I would personally jump off jump off and say if 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 you're if you're gonna change genre that's too that's too tectonic you know Halo Infinite you know survival game or something it, 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 you, you're gonna you're gonna lose big time you're gonna lose big time. That's like watching somebody wear the wrong pair of shoes. You'd be like, this is just not going to work. Valhalla is not as bad as people say. You don't have to clear everything to progress the story. I'd rather have more stuff to do than nothing to do. I'll take map puke every time. I mean, I see it from both sides, Jim. I I see it from both sides. I I think there's a happy medium I, I do, I think there's a happy medium, uh, you know, I don't I don't think you have to necessarily uh, be in a situation where it's like, oh, we must have map puke. No, I, I think you could find a happy medium where that's not necessarily required. You can always say no. No, we, we're, we're going to minimize the saturation in these areas. We're going to minimize just how many things show up. And the reason for that, I think, is, is that you never want to have completionism pitted against itself. Does that make sense? Completionism shouldn't be pitted against itself. And here's what I mean. Here's what I mean you sort of create a contra- it's not a contradiction but it's really close to a contradiction where you're like hey completionist players and they all pop up and like yeah you're talking to us yeah we've given you a lot of things to do and a lot of boxes to check and they like okay great what's it gonna take to get all those things? 110 hours aren't you excited? and they're like whoa settle down Wh- like what? it's like it's like somebody saying, do you like sub sandwiches? And you're like, yeah, sure. And they're like, I brought you a 12-foot sub sandwich. Aren't you excited? And you're like, well, wait, a minute. I just said I like sub sandwiches. So you, you, don't need to bring, you don't need to bring that much. And what Eugene is saying, what would they do if they spent half the map puke resources elsewhere? If it was, hey, completionist players, we know you like to do everything. Here's what it takes to do it. And they're like, okay, average completion time of the campaign is you know 20 to 25 hours if you do a decent amount of the side quests. what's it gonna take to run a completionist route about double you know 50 or 60 Oh, okay that's not bad I'm telling you you stretch that rubber band too far and it snaps you you pit completionism against the players endurance it's like I don't have the endurance to do all this are you kidding me what my 19th you know uh uh escort mission my 27th you know um fetch quest you know come on you gotta thin this down there is such a thing as too much of a good thing do you like pepperoni yes and they just take a bucket and they just dump the pepperoni on the pizza what you said you liked pepperoni? Well, well, yeah, but it's conflicting with the meal. It's it's too much. The consumption of the meal has now been hijacked. The consumption of you know, consumption of the completionist aspects of a game like AC Valhalla. It becomes like I don't understand. You're making me swallow an elephant. I, I that's that's just too. It, I'm not gonna do it. <clears throat> you can finish Valhalla in about 10 to 12 hours if you only do the story missions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To me, to me the food analogies are back. That's right. To me, what you end up doing is is you pit Think of it like this. I enjoy completionism. I do. I have a desire to complete this game. So I'm going to give you an example. Spider-Man on the PlayStation. I like doing that, I like going to each section and checking all the boxes and doing all the things, okay? So my desire to do that goes down the higher this goes. So if you imagine this hand is how many things I have to do to get completionism, and what ends up happening is the distance between how many things I have to do and the desire to do it, if that distance gets too great, the rubber band snaps. Crack! I'm not doing this crap. Forget it. It's too much. It's got to be... They have to work in tandem. There has to be a relationship there of like, yes, you can do a completionist run. Yes, you can do all of the things, but it's not going to pull so far away from your desire to do it that you're just like, oh, no way. I, this is exhausting. I'm not, I'm not doing it. No, No. thank you. I'm, I'm good. As I said, they pit your own desire for completionism against yourself. You feel like there's this internal turmoil of like, I just, I can't bring myself to do all this. Spider-Man's open world felt alive and thriving. It was fun. That's why we completed every little inch of game. It is possible that some of that was a little bit more like you're swinging through the city and you have to do so many crimes in that area. Like, you have to stop so many crimes in that area and they kind of pop up randomly. So it kind of feels like it's more dynamic than go grab it, go do it, go grab it, go do it. There was a more free-flow dynamic experience in Spider-Man that could have lended itself to why I actually did it. So... Uh, Chris Nowak says, Do you think the backlash is the same as the reveal of Halo Infinite, that it will be delayed again? Oh, if the backlash is bad again. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There is such a thing as slipping out of video game limbo and falling into video game hell. I mean, I'm serious. Like, games can get overbaked, they can be delayed too long and they lose their way uh i i'm all for delays i am i'm for the the balance of employee mental health um and 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 you know avoiding crunch if possible but i don't know man um games can get get delayed and delayed delayed and then by the time they land they just they don't there's something wrong they've been in the oven too long we need a couple more likes for 500 likes if you guys have enjoyed today's q a segment it's 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 i think today went very well we're going to continue to do this segment in the second half of the show make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button you do need to be a paying member to take advantage of this and you do need to be here when we do it i don't let people preload the q a If you're a paying member, you do get a notification when Q&A starts. Let us know what you think about that. It is a members-only post that goes live as like a, hey, if you haven't tuned in for the day yet, we're letting you know that it started. Um, The interaction with those posts is obviously not insanely high, but it serves as more of a notification to like, hey, come in the stream. We are uh, we're getting started. It we did have a little window there where uh, it did breathe some life into uh, into the second half. We climbed, the viewership went up. We were uh, we were definitely getting clicked on and getting some uh, getting some love from YouTube for the shift in thumbnail topic and uh, and Q and A. So uh, boundaries and definitions are meant to be pushed. Yeah, Duke Nukem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that why you work creature to death? I do not work creature to death. Creature will tell you. I'm, 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 I'm reticent to let him do more. I'm always like, no, 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 no. You don't need to do any more than you're already doing. If a game is delayed too much, and the technology used to develop it will already be dated on launch. Yeah, that happened with. Um, do you remember Ghost Recon Future Soldier? Ghost Recon Future Soldier was really, really cool, and it had cool stuff in it. But my gosh, that game was a mess. Uh, a game was a mess when it came out one of the reasons it was a mess when it came out um, it uh, it 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 baked for way too long they delayed it like I don't even know you're still on my sub feed oh I didn't drop off the sub feed today that's good that's good Um, I don't know if changing title thumb and switching to something like this and pushing out that post and reminding people that we're switching gears I don't know if that helps or what but today felt right. It felt good. It was like we slowly climbed back up. We were, you know, folks were kind of coming in. New folks are coming. Instead of the last hour and a half being just like, uh, yeah, nothing's happening. So I think this is a is, is a really, really good way to, uh, to, to, to do the second stream. I enjoyed Future Soldier. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed Future Soldier, but it had so much in it that was clearly five- and six-year-old ideas. There were elements of the storytelling, the dialogue, the narrative, the cutscenes, the rhythm, the pacing. It was like, this doesn't feel like a new game. There's elements of this that you can tell were, were developed five and six years ago. As soon as you weren't in combat, everything had a super dated feel. Why would you... It was whatever you were interacting with, you, it was a five- and six-year-old piece of content, more than likely. You know what I'm saying? It was all the non-gameplay stuff that super super dated that game. As soon as you weren't doing the fun, cool shooties and the disappearing and the sync shot, you know. As soon as you weren't doing that, it you were like, there well, yeah, yeah, is something dated about this game. Holy moly. You know, you actually received the notice. Yeah, the members post should uh should do should do very, very well because that you you're guaranteed to get that email Now again that's only 800 some odd people so that's not my entire you know that's not my entire subscriber base um, so it'd be really cool if I could do a post that was subscriber only so that way all subscribers would get that email like hey he just put up a post but they don't want to do that they don't want to give us that power <laughs> They don't want people to have the ability to do that so. it's not the entire cult that's right that's right (laughs) a lot of people think Halo is a bad franchise they don't give opinions are opinions ultimately at large Ratchet and Clank is pretty much generating universal acclaim it's not everyone's cup of tea though just like I can say Final Fantasy is a great game but MMOs are boring to me yeah 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 um. Yeah. People are, people are giving Ratchet and Clank lots of praise so I'm very excited to jump into that this week make sure you're subscribed because we've got gameplay scheduled for you today uh, oh, that's the wrong thing we have gameplay scheduled for you today we will be checking out Blade Assault uh, that was a brand new indie title that launched yesterday we did get a code so we want to make sure and play that uh, we'll be doing that shortly. I am uh, currently uh, set up for. Yep, we're set up for a live redirect, uh, and so we'll be playing that this afternoon. Uh, always make sure and stick around for that. The more people that kind of roll over uh, into that second stream that we do of gameplay, uh, that is super, super helpful to me and the channel uh and and it's a great way for you to get exposed to lots of different games indie titles especially but then this friday uh ratchet and clank uh rift a rift apart we will be checking out uh that game this afternoon i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm friday on friday uh i want to make sure we're not getting a weird capture thing here nope we're good um I have plenty of channels I'm subscribed to. The only one I want to see once in a while, like high school friends you see at Thanksgiving. Uh, they better not be sending me messages. Right, right. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh whoop. oh. Okay. Um I appreciate your existence every time you talk in chat. Yeah, yeah. Zuber is our is our resident funny man. He's our resident funny man. He's a he's a funny guy. Mm -mm. xbox needs a game like like now about banjo and kazooie i mean i don't know there's camera shake in this game turning that off yeah there's no i have no control over um So I have no control over the video settings of this game, so if we get any kind of capture trouble I'll have to set my monitor to 60hz refresh. Mm -hmm. Do clips unlock at 50k? I have no idea, I have no idea. We don't push subscriber goals here, but man it would be nice to hit 50,000 subs really really quickly there's just not a way to grow your base super fast by doing live streams subbases typically grow quickly around like covering one game like with lots of uploads like good uh, good uploads um, there's there's only so much you can do to grow a channel so live streaming just isn't built as a channel growth funnel on YouTube so like we've, we're, we're just totally stalled out right now we gain as many subs as we lose basically every day we'll gain 40 or 50 subs and we lose the same amount and i don't i I, we're we are assuming it is still a very very slow and painful destiny exodus um so i just clicked on a live stream real quick and they have clip feature right we just they're rolling out the clip feature slowly uh, we got put into the shorts beta a little bit earlier than others, so certain features we've gotten at, at like nice and fast, and other features we haven't, like the ability to turn on subscriber uh, mode chat. That's a new feature that we didn't have a week ago, and we now have it. So hopefully, getting the clips feature is just around the corner. Um, hitting and then going beyond the fifty thousand subscriber, um, you know, milestone would be massively helpful. It helps with everything, with when we're reaching out out to potential sponsors, um, when we're, you know, when we're, we're getting new features or anything like that. It, it, it's, that's a huge, huge help to the channel, but we are just 100% stalled out again. Um, and truth be told, it's not discouraging. It's just going to be a slow process because we were stalled out covering Destiny Um, I know everybody, all my haters are celebrating seeing my view count lower, but the truth is we had higher view counts in Destiny and the sub count never moved. It just didn't move. We would gain, we would gain what we lost every day and the same thing's happening now. Actually, it was a little bit different. The gains back then were really low. We'd gain like six or seven subs. So as an example, yesterday, 33 new subs and we lost 37. So, you know, if I was only losing a couple of subs a day, man, that needle'll be moving, 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 moving. We'd be we'd be screaming to fifty K. But when you gain thirty three and lose thirty seven, you're we're run, we are currently just running on a treadmill, losing we're just losing like we're we're losing fat, basically. <laughs> like that's all that's the only way I can that's the only way I can describe it, you know? Um, is that we're kinda running on a treadmill right now. We gotta shed that we gotta shed that weight. There's a lot of there's a lot of fat in the sub count that was literally people who want nothing. They don't all they want is destiny content. And every day they come back, they're like That's not what they're getting, so they unsub. And I can't fault them for that. It's a shame that, you know, that's the way people operate, but that's the way people operate. So we're We're not spinning our tires. It it might seem like we're spinning our tires, but we're not. We are not. We are running on a treadmill and shedding, and we're shedding pounds, basically. Um, So. uh. I'm not over the developer of GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, Donkey Kong Country, Banjo-Kazooie, Conquer, ETC, being relegated to BS and Sideline only to come up with Sea of Thieves. I thought see I still think Sea of Thieves is a great game but yeah it doesn't seem like yeah Microsoft kills their first party devs prove me wrong It is a little concerning isn't it Yeah I mean Rare has a really good history I guess my question would be Eugene did did did, did Rare did Rare fall from grace before that What were they cranking out before Sea of Thieves do they have any recent titles like you're going back pretty far when you're listing some of those titles G- game companies dramatically change you know what I'm saying I'm not saying you're wrong I'm just wondering if it's an, a, a slight overstatement you know what I mean today's Q&A felt really good kind of like the old days I agree I agree today felt really good I feel like we put on a really good showcase of uh, of the type of content that we create you know I just I, I'm telling you right now, I, I don't I don't think I don't think we're gonna hit fifty K for months. We're gonna sit here, we're gonna just slowly replace all the destiny people every single day, and it's gonna be super, super slow. I've just accepted it. I've accepted it. I'm like You know what I mean? People people did everything they could and we're not we're not going to stop so they'll all be they'll we'll, we'll, well talk to me in a year you know about your almighty plan to shut me down talk to me in a year Minus the 50 repeat and joke questions. Members only is a good call. Yeah. Did you submit the transcripts? All but three. We still have one more to do, Dan. It takes every fibre of my self control and not put joke questions in the queue. <laughs> Your jokes are better suited for chat anyway, Zubair That's where they that's where they belong. <laughs> that's where they belong. Microsoft purchased them in 2002, so the better question is, what do they do with them for almost 20 years? Purchased them at the height of their prowess and killed them? Yeah, that does seem weird. What do they do all that time? Plan on doing another podcast like the Rages Roundtable? I just don't have time to build any content that that involves other people. I've just completely jettisoned myself off on a solo path because just it's simpler. I'm just too busy. I just don't have time. I don't have to, I don't have time to work with anyone else. I don't. They made games for the failed connect. <clears throat> oh, is that what they did when they had them all that time? They made games for the connect. Yeah, the connect was kinda weird. It really, really was. The connect was weird. I'm a Destiny fan, but I'm a fan of yours too. I mean, let me be clear. When I say we're losing the Destiny people, I mean, we're losing the Destiny-only people. It's just, it's just going to continue to happen. Every day, there's a handful of people, 20 or 30, who come to YouTube and they're like, oh, he's not covering Destiny anymore. Click, and they just unsub. Will you ask her one question about Destiny? Do you think the pick in the last TWAB is a shot of Old Chicago? I'll answer your question with a question. Do you think I read their fricking TWABs? I love you bro But do you think I read Their dadgum twas I don't pay any attention To that friggin' company You know what I mean They can sell more Social point pins I don't know I got grief for retweeting an article about how they admitted they knew they were going to have to nerve stasis when it came out. I was like, this is hilarious. I said this, what, two weeks in? What do you think your F's ex-wife's new hairdo? I don't have an ex-wife. Zubair's being funny. <laughs> got you point taken just like your speculation on that type of stuff I like speculating on that stuff too but somebody with you know a micro peen coward energy decided to you know I'd started playing the game with my son and they took it from me because they're Awful, disgusting people. Imagine doing what they did. I just want you to press pause and like, imagine doing what they did to me. Like, they're awful. Like, that's your disgusting human being. Can you publicly give Creature a shout out for uh, being an absolute unit in providing website guidance? Yeah. He's awesome. Valiant says, You hear that, Chat? Go to Creature with all your website queries. (laughs) He says, Nope, I don't do that. Okay, so, <clears throat> somebody asked, was Blade Assault a viewer request? No, it is an indie, uh, it's an indie title, and we got a code for it, so, um, we, uh, we appreciate all the votes on today's poll, we appreciate all of the uh, questions that came in, and you guys contributing. To everything that we've been doing and this this stream will now shove you it should it doesn't really do it that consistently this stream should push you into uh a new a new stream okay it does not always work okay it doesn't always work so i'm gonna put a link in chat it's called live redirect now i'm gonna be just i'm gonna just be honest Mobile doesn't work very well with live redirect and uh, neither does the like the YouTube television so it is now the featured video on my channel and there'll be a link in chat okay so if you want to come with us to check out this new game called Blade Assault uh, I really appreciate it even if you only hang out and stick around for another 15 or 20 minutes That is super duper helpful uh, to me. Uh, Anytime we get to play games like this, especially when a code is provided, you guys are supporting my channel in a really, really big way. Uh, If you can't do paid memberships, if you can't tip me or buy coffee or any of the other ways to support my channel monetarily, the best thing to do is just be here every day and really, really make sure and stick around for that second stream, okay? I mean it. It's, It's massive. You might think... Oh, I just lurk and listen. No, that, that that's huge. We need more and more people to start rolling over into the second stream of the day. So, um, <clears throat> we're hopeful and excited that Q and A has been such a hit the last uh, the last two days. Uh, that probably means that you know more and more folks will uh, is you know more and more folks will be here and more and more folks will watch the gameplay. Best thing to do is send noodles. Yeah, well. Whatever, Rad. I, no guts. So, we're going to go over there right now. So, click the link in chat. Okay? Click the link in chat. If redirect doesn't work, you can use that link. Alright? I'll see you guys over there. And uh, more gameplay this week as well. Don't forget, the second stream is really important. We got Ratchet and Clank coming this week.